Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service, and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Blog Talk Radio.
Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Truth to Power, and my name is Beverly D. And I know it's a lot going on. I know I missed something today. I didn't get a chance to uh, see what was going on today. But uh, Dr. Robert X., how are you feeling this evening? And maybe you can fill me in on anything new uh, developing today. Hotep, Sister Bev, Hotep family, uh, I'm doing well, Bev. Uh, I think we're going to take the family on the we're going to take the family on a journey unlike any journey they ever been on before. Uh, I've got a a few uh, songs that I want to play after okay. we uh, get into the program here for a few minutes, and these are all songs that came to me um, pretty much one after the other based on what happened today, uh, particularly with LeBron James. Oh, wow. I missed well, – what did I miss today? You can't miss one day here. Something going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I find it all quite revealing, Bev, uh, in light of the fact that, you know, we've been talking about these athletes and entertainers for quite some time now mm-hmm. to give them – a little bit more perspective in terms of how they really should be viewed based on the alliances that they've made uh, and that these alliances uh, have proven to be very injurious to the black community. Uh, And for that matter, uh, the rest of humanity around the planet, because these people are lined up with these flesh eating blood drinking demons. I mean, I can't, (laughs) I, I don't know any other way to describe them, Bev, because we've done the research here on Truth to Power, so we know what they really represent. These people have more money than God, but somehow they can't hire somebody to, to give them the lowdown on who represent what. And really, 
what happened today with LeBron James was he showed his ignorance. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did he do? Uh, it's kind of like having Beyonce to give you lessons on how to run your family. There's, there's little or no difference. In other words, neither of them are very bright. They serve, they serve a purpose, okay? Just like the Hollywood actors and people of that nature, you really get the opportunity now to see who they really are. They represent well, me, something different. Yeah, Go ahead, to me, sports sports and all of that is entertainment. I grouped them right in the same category as Hollywood. So they all are um, in that entertainment industry, and they all drinking the blood and eating the flesh and all. I shouldn't say all, but. Yeah, but it's like with CNN getting busted. Now we have direct Mm -hmm. evidence that these people are connected because when those emails from Podesta got leaked, it opened up all those uh, occult meetings that they will have imitating the eating of people and the drinking of the blood, that whole thing in his emails. So it made it uh, beyond uh, rumor and things of that nature. And then we saw uh, the number of people who have been participating and celebrating with this witch, uh, Maria Abramovic. And when I say witch, I don't mean that from the standpoint of African culture. Okay, I understand that part of it. I'm talking about this white witchcraft, okay? That's what I'm talking about. That's a different thing. And we went all through that with the little sister that tried to warn them. What did she say, Bev? The black witch that was uh, doing battle with the white witches, what did she say? She said, leave that motherfucker alone. Y'all better leave that motherfucker alone talking about... um, Trump. That is correct. And she put it in quotes. <laughs> okay. So we we operate from a standpoint of doing the research on things that are going on beyond what, you know, so-called media tell us. Uh, and the night right. is going to be no exception to that. Um, but this thing is much bigger. And for people like LeBron James to call somebody else uh, ignorant, right? Well, I look at the moves that he's made outside of basketball. Didn't Hillary Clinton, when she could barely walk and she knew she was losing the election, her last campaign stopped the day before the election was um, somewhere here in the Midwest. I think it was in Cleveland. Yeah, it was in Cleveland. And she had LeBron James and and uh, uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z to give a free concert for the, for the oh, black yeah. people, right? to fool the black people into thinking that Hillary Clinton was pro-black people after she just got through bomb in a black country, Libya, and locked up a, a million and some black people under her and her husband's administration. And I kept saying, if yeah. we ain't careful, they're going to love our asses to death, literally. <laughs> I don't need that kind of love for them kind of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, Bev, that's just anecdotal to what we're really dealing with here, you know? So we got to be really careful 
uh, about who we pay attention to in terms of allowing them to enter our train of thought or our school of thought. We got to be careful with that. Okay. And so that, that's why we kind of do the things that we do. So tonight is going to be really interesting. I, I can't wait to see how the family going to respond to what we're going to drop tonight. Okay. Same All stuff, right. but, but we just going to, um, we're going to give it a heavy dose of plasma. We're going to put some meat on it. Okay. Uh, in terms of what's going on with Trump, because I- I'm watching certain people put out the misinformation, um, mm-hmm. you know, that somehow Trump is going to be overthrown and uh, they're going to install right. Hillary Clinton through Nancy Pelosi and all this kind of stuff. And I said, you know what? People need to really get a grip. I, I said from day one, if you know this, these are not really subpoenas that are being sent out to people to testify uh these are letters okay okay subpoenas the issue of subpoenas is a process of law certain things have to take place those things never took place so this is all fake it's imitation it's Mm. imitation it's all geared to have people to look one way right and don't mm-hmm. look at what's really going on. That's why it's important to understand the Atlantic Council. Okay? Re- remember, Bev, some years back, right here on Truth to Power, we did a thing talking about Barack Obama being the clone of Akhenaten. I'm in right. chapter four. Or yeah. he's better known as Moses. Their histories mirror each other, okay? Because there was no such person as Moses, all right? Now, what was he doing? Well, he had basically crowned himself the one God construct in the creation of the first attempt to put in place world government under the one God, okay, him. Prior to that time in ancient Kemet, the spiritual structure was male and female, but then he creates the one God construct that all the other gods had to submit to called the Aten. Okay? And the Aten, A-T-O-N, in attempting to create the one world, one God, was really the metaphysics of NATO, metaphysically speaking. N-A-T-O from A-T-O-N. And that that's what NATO is trying to do today is to put in place the one world government operating out of Brussels, Belgium, right? Through the EU and that Soros and this whole LGBT and all of this stuff uh, is part of a greater thing to bring about the reign of the so-called antichrist. Now, we said Obama was cloned from the genes of Akhenaten. So he represents today, because he's in the closet, male and female, right? Sister Bear? Right. I'm listening. Okay, I'm sorry, Brad. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to catch you eating. Anyway, let me go on. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> That's all right. 
<laughs> That's all right, man. I ain't mad at you. Now, but now watch. Watch now. Akhenaten, I'm in Hotep the Four. Moses basically tried to create that one world construct with him as the new one God, right? And what does he do? He commissions uh, the sculpturist to basically depict him as both male and female. And the scholars have always wondered, uh, why did he depict himself that way? All right? Well, he was basically bringing back Old Testament because that's who Moses supposedly represented, right? Well, Old Testament God is Baal. Baal is the same thing. Baal today is represented by the Baphomet, all right? Recreated symbolically in the 17th century uh, by this Jewish guy. Uh, Rob, you got to go and, and do these things. Man, I have to be studying all kind of stuff outside of what I'm talking about, Bev. Uh, I forget the guy's name, unfortunately. Uh, maybe it'll come to me later. But the important thing is to understand the process that's taking place. Mm-hmm. So that's what Obama brought in, right? With the okay. Baphomet being unveiled out of Harvard University. That was the first spot that they unveiled it, right? I remember. And then we yeah. got, yes, and then we got Prince and David Bowie and all of them get caught up in this this thing that they're trying to bring about, right? The Gothic Tunnel uh, in Europe that basically uh, with many of the uh, uh, leaders in Europe gathered together at this ceremony where they introduced the uh, a rebirth of the Baphomet, right? Satanism at the Gothic Tunnel celebration, right? So they're introducing this thing in major places, this Baphomet symbol, all over the place, right? Then they released the movie Childhood's End. Yeah. And damn it. If that wasn't, you know, right during Christmas, they basically introduced the coming forth of the satanic Baphomet construct during December 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. It was a three-day event, right, where they depicted him as an alien come here, right? But it's really revelation. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what they're basically talking about. But, and these people have been plugged into these entities for a long time, particularly at the top levels. We've already gone through that with the history to show these people using crystal balls and ancient comedic science to, to go to other realms. These were the, 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 the scholars, the people at the very top of European and, and other cultures, okay? Because it wasn't just the Europeans, but the Europeans were just dogmatic with it. And so that's what we're seeing going on today, the unveiling of this which is why you have the LGBT thing, which basically represents male-female in one construct as well. Males are females and males, and females are males and females. Family. So you can literally begin to see this being unveiled in the culture. And here in Illinois, as we said uh, a little while back, this past December of 2019, right after Christmas, they unveiled a Baphomet statue in Springfield, Illinois, right? 
with the new Jewish governor that we got here, right? And, of course, mm-hmm. a couple of months later, we get an LGBT <clears throat> mayor, dude. So we got Mayor Dude that represents the unveiling of the Baphomet here in Springfield, right? Mayor Dude. Didn't, Unbelievable. Didn't they, do one in, uh, didn't they have one in Washington, too, last year? Uh, uh, Detroit and a whole host okay. of other places around the country. That's the point. It started at Harvard. But they the, unveiled it at Harvard. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And then it is spread out to other places all around the country. And many of the politicians aren't saying anything about it because they all plugged into it. Right. Okay. But the important thing to understand is history is repeating itself again. Well, if it ain't repeating, it's damn sure rhyming. Okay. Now, to some people who ain't plugged in uh, spiritually, they ain't going to vibe with what I'm talking about until other people tell them. Okay? But I got a long history of this stuff. People that know me will tell you. Long history. And people hate me for being so accurate with it. That's the real deal. But if I expected to get anything else from these people, I would question what it is that I'm studying. Because the stuff that we've been talking about has just been uncanny, the way things have transpired. And you would have to have been along on this journey with us, Sister Bear. Yeah. To really understand what I'm talking about. Because sometimes... It's scary the things that we talk about and then they manifest. Sometime the next day. Yeah, and and people, you know, it doesn't matter what other people think. You know, I'm not, I ain't mad at nobody thinking any other way they want to. I'm just going to give it to you the way I see it based on my research. Okay? So, everybody know. And I know, you know, our people love sports. I understand all that. But that ain't what this is no more. There is no sports. Okay? I know how our people feel about it. I mean, the young kids, just they eat it up because it's been marketed to them unlike any other generation because it's all part of the a petrochemical, pharmaceutical, entertainment, military-industrial complex. That's what we're dealing with here. And it's all one thing. The same gas station you go and get your gas from, the people that own that gas own LeBron. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's truly unbelievable. But when you expand that on the political realm, geopolitically, then it all begins to make sense. You see the same things being run geopolitically, people being trotted out in front of you all over the place in their media for you to listen to them because they know you ain't going to write them names down and see who these people really come from and what they really represent. Right? So let me give you an example. You got Fiona Hill. 
think I mentioned her yesterday. Okay. Um, she basically testified in the basement. <laughs> Now I want I want the family to understand. <clears throat> Why would this woman have to testify in a basement? And it took me back to, you know, here I go again with the Batman and the Joker thing. Mm-hmm. It took me back to uh the Dark Knight Rises and the Dark Knight in the fact that Bruce Wayne had a this black guy who basically was his resident scientist. Okay? And he's the one that created all of the technology that Batman was using. Brother Derek, tell me his name, Brother Derek. I know Derek out there listening, so he can uh, but anyway, that was Morgan Freeman. I'm looking okay. for his name in my mind in Batman because, as we pointed out, he basically was playing the role of Satan. Mm. That's why Batman basically wore all black, like he was in the sadomasochism and this kind of thing. Kind of like Zorro with Epstein, Zorro Island. Right. And remember, right. I told you Zorro was symbolic of sadomasochism Mm -hmm. with the sword and the mask and the, you know, the skin tight clothing, just like Batman. Right. (laughs) You could almost see him as a a Spanish version of Batman, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's important because the people that's running this operation against Trump are the Satanists. And as I pointed out, Trump basically represents Lucifer. Okay, the former right hand. Wait a minute. Who did? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Trump, rep- Satan, and Lucifer—are they two separate people? Or are they the same? That thing? is correct. Two separate entities. Which, two it? separate. Okay. Two separate vibratory okay. levels. Uh, Satan okay. was never. Now th- I'm 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 staying here on the Christian thing, so everybody can understand. I know we all been indoctrinated with the Christian thing, but you can deal. Right. the same thing with Set in ancient Kemet. Okay? Y- y'all follow me, family? With the whole Osiris mm-hmm. being killed by Set? Right? Y'all follow me? Same deal. Yeah. Okay, so the Christian version um, is Lucifer supposed to be this good-looking guy, very charismatic, et cetera, et cetera, right? He's the right-hand mm-hmm. man to God. But he in the narcissism. Does that sound like Trump? (laughs) 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 So he gets kicked out of heaven. But Satan is already Mm. in hell. Mm. We're really talking about vibratory levels. Right. Okay. And of course, they put pictures on these things, you know, because they have to have. Edifices in which you know to to paint their canvas. Well, we use our minds as our edifice, right? <laughs> so we 
we paint this picture of what's really going on here. And so that's what Trump represents. And they can't do anything about it because he's to accomplish certain things doing what the Christians call revolution. I'm sorry, revelation. We know that it's always accompanied by revolution. That's what's taking place now. But that uh, the second coming is embodied in what's going on off the planet with Supernova 1987A. The manifestation of the eye of God in the cosmos and based on that process or those processes that are taking place from that supernova, particles from that opening are intermingling with the sun and bathing this planet with these particles that, in fact, will open up the third eye of the population. Mm-hmm. That's revelation. Yeah. That's the second coming. Okay the reawakening, the reopening of the third eye. That's the second coming. That's what that eye represents. And it's even, uh, the the two witnesses are even represented up there. And what's really interesting is it looks like a vesica Pisces. These two circles conjoined together with the eye in the middle, big old eyeball. If you look at that and tell me that's anything other than an eye, I don't have to say anything else behind that. But these are things that are going on in the cosmos that are directly affecting this planet, and people know it. And we pointed it out where even in the movie with the little white boy, Angels and Demons, all right, uh, uh, the white boy goes to the Vatican because they're looking for the God particle. <laughs> Those are the particles that's coming from the eye of God in the cosmos. That's what they called it, the eye of God. You can Google it, the eye of God, and I guarantee you what you see will blow your mind. Now, the Vesica Pisces is symbolically used in Catholic symbolism. It's basically the womb. That eye is the womb, giving birth, rebirth, the second coming. Y'all follow me? Yeah. So now, now I'm just a lay person. I'm seeing all this, and I ain't no Christian, and I ain't none of that, right? So I'm just looking at all this, and I got to just turn my head because then NASA start having shots where they talk about landing on moons. Uh, I'm sorry, asteroids called uh, Bennu, and I know Bennu is is Haru. Horus is another name for Haru, and uh, some of the instrumentation that they landing on this rock uh, is called Isis and Osiris, and and they got this whole space program called Osiris Rex, and I'm looking at all of this. This is real. This is today. And I'm just supposed to turn my head as if it's all coincidental. And then Trump come with the Space Force, and before that, they introduced a new civilization that they want to create off the planet, right? Using the tree of life as their symbology. If I'm lying, I'm flying. It's real talk, family. And I'm looking at all this stuff go on, and I try to go on a Negro radio station and scare them to death. <laughs> 
the people can't, the people don't really say anything because they know what I'm saying. They vibe with me spiritually automatically. They just trying to wonder, wow, where did he get all that from? Because they ain't been here, Sister Bear, with us on Truth to Power. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and then we do the thing on Trump to further justify where we're coming from. We tell them they got two books in the Library of Congress that deals with who Trump is. And those books were yeah. written in the 1800s. That's right. And we saw the movie. Remember, we, we, we told the family about the movie. Uh, that, that was dealing is, with Trump. Remember back in the 50s they made that movie or early 60s or something? The oh, yeah, you talk no. Yeah, it wasn't a, it was a TV series called Trackdown. Yeah. With yeah. Robert Culp. Okay? And in one of the episodes, it's 1959, there's this guy that came to town named Trump to, came to town to save the people against <laughs> imminent di- disaster. <laughs> and he wanted to build a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was in 1959. <laughs> and when other people found that out uh, uh, about a year later, it was all over the internet, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I didn't create any of this stuff. It's really kind of funny to me. And sometimes you got to have a sense of humor in order to maintain. And this is why sometimes these songs come to me like uh, 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 the song that opens up in the movie, uh, The Joker. Everybody plays okay. the fool. All right. Because we've given special emphasis to that card to fool over the years. I don't get into many of the tarot cards because I'm constantly doing research. But the research that I found on the fool just fits so much of the criteria in terms of what's going on that it, it just can't be coincidental. Now, what I'm saying is these particles that come from uh, the Cosmos Supernova 1987A are primarily the coming forth of the feminine essence. This is the feminine energy that was removed from people when the Christian church came into being, right? Uh, actually, yeah. the, the Hebrews, where the women cease to become. Now, this is coming with Moses. Moses removes the woman, Isis, right? Uh, and he becomes the male and the female, the one God. Right? So that's why Obama opened the door. Because that's what he is. That's what he represents. That's why he opened the door on the LGBT thing. Because he's the reemergence out of the lab of Amenhotep IV. So now... <clears throat> Trump uh, is basically using technology that was created by Tesla. And that movie, Tomorrowland, is a very important movie to go back and dissect that after you listen to our program that we did on Donald Trump. Go and watch the movie Tomorrowland because it's talking about that secret society called Plus Ultra. Plus Ultra is written all over the architecture 
of Mar-a-Lago, Trump's residence in Florida. Today, you can find that out. Just pull it up online, okay? <clears throat> now, you can consider this all this coincidence if you want. But Plus Ultra was an exclusive secret society, okay? And you'll find that when you do a little research on it, uh, of course, all the research is on the program that we did on it. I forget how long ago that was, Bear. It's just amazing. Uh, yeah. But anyway, we put that up, you know, as kind of like guides. You can use some of the stuff we use and then do your own research. You know what I'm saying? So just giving you a, a little background on why we are where we are. Because I guarantee you most people have no clue what Trump is really fighting. They hit a swamp and they don't have any context to identify what is that. And see, when you understand things like the Atlantic Council and NATO, that's the swamp. Okay? It ain't headquartered here. The swamp don't start here. The swamp come out of Europe. Brussels, Belgium, the headquarters of the European Union, the EU. Okay? Uh, These things aren't very difficult to understand. <clears throat> so I can't believe uh, that I'm the only one that see these things for what they are. And you can generally tell the moves that other people make, you know, in terms of them knowing what's going on. And I'll never forget, Bev, uh, I called in the Clyde show that night. And I was mm-hmm. only able to get little bits and pieces out there about what Donald Trump really represents and how they unveiled him the same time they took Prince off the planet in a major sacrifice in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Right? Right after they took out David Bowie, who in fact right. played played Baphomet in a movie of the same name. David Bowie represented male and female. Prince represented male and female. Yeah, of sure course, Michael Jackson represented male and female, but that was bringing, using the entertainment industry to bring that whole thing forward. That's the the uh, late 70s, early 80s. That's when they unveiled all this, and that's when they began to push the fake feminine as well. Oprah Winfrey and Madonna and uh, Cindy Lauper and just a whole host of uh, females that were really in the closet or, you know, me- males and females, right? And you could literally see it. But all that is just the backdrop to what's going on now, okay? So when I mention, and anybody has seen this little white girl, Fiona Hill, look at her and tell me, you know, that looked like a man that had a sex change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Brother Derek. Boy George and Culture Club, where there was an influx of oh, the homosexual yeah. thing from Europe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. George Michael, right? There was a bunch of them, but there were a lot of black ones too. Okay, uh, what's the group? Oh, oh, Sheila. And uh, of course, Prince's whole revolution uh, 
The whole band. Uh, day in the time. It wasn't all them wasn't gay, yeah. but you know, you have people like Jesse Johnson. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, ready for the world. Thanks, brother Dad. Um that's right. So you can see all of them. There was a bunch of them. The clothing changed. Me and Star wearing yellow shoes in public. <laughs> <laughs> and and the skinny leg pants and, you know, uh, the the pants that damn near fit you at the ankle. Uh, all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, jerry curls and, you know, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thanks, Brother uh, Tutmos. Uh, Luther and, and, and Freddie, right? Mercury. Yeah. But the yeah, whole, yeah, yeah the yeah. whole culture, the people are being... Uh, groom for this whole thing. All that was part of this, okay? Uh, so that's why you got Trump. He represents something much larger. And that's how come everybody that come after him, they end up falling off. They get blew up. <laughs> and you're going to see the same thing happen to Shift and or Pelosi. <clears throat> because they know he has 75% of the people in this country behind him. That's the dirty, ugly little secret. They know this. So they have to do everything undercover. So they hiding everything that they doing. Okay? But none of that's going to work because Trump has to fulfill certain things. Once you view it from that context, I don't take anything that's going on now seriously because I know certain other things have to happen. Remember, family, Trump has already put the Marines on alert. Yeah. And well, wait a minute. How did you, you know Go that ahead. they shift and if we know about it, and it's all on the internet, you know, shift and them nasty and them know about it. You damn right they know. Okay, but they think that they power is stronger than he is. Okay, and I hear people saying that they're going to get rid of him by the end of the year. And what they going to do with them two million people that tear this country up? And believe me, that's why I mentioned the White Hat, the other part of the CIA, the other parts of government that support Trump. He ain't there by himself. Okay. What are all these people going to be doing, you know, just sitting at home, drinking a beer? I don't think so. So to that's me, why. Well, I, Go ahead, man. I see them like a person that has uh, uh, a bunch of pit bulls, but they got them under control. And so the pit bulls are sitting there, they ain't moving. But as soon as that person say, get them. And they're going to all come out, them pit bulls. That's how I see correct. That is correct. That is correct. Look, the, the, the motorcycle gangs alone brought a million right. people to D.C. Yeah. Just by themselves. Okay, and that's hard. And they hardcore Billy Bob. Yeah. Okay, so that's on the real. And we ain't talking about, that's why Trump been playing up the police and the military and 
always talking about how he built his beautiful military, and <laughs> y- y'all think he lying? <laughs> No, he ain't lying. He ain't built it. <laughs> what he say when he first got in there? They didn't even have bullets. Obama and them had took the bullets away from them. That's right. That's right. They got plenty so, bullets now. Uh, believe me, Bear. So they have to try to do this thing and hope that they have enough support, which they know they don't have. That's why they won't even have a vote. We we mentioned yesterday what happened to some of the representatives when they went back to their district this past week, and they didn't uh, just go there and and got a, a happy reception. A lot of them, and of course, the mainstream media don't want to tell you about it, but uh, parts of it got out from different people in different districts, so they know nobody is for this, okay. And then you got somebody like this Fiona Hill, right? She brought into the White House by General McMaster, okay? And at the time, I remember watching Alex Jones with uh, Roger Stone on the program, and he mentioned that Fiona Hill was a spy brought into the White House by Deep State McMaster, he was warning about this all the time, and that she basically worked for George Soros and the Open Society, right? Um, but she was brought in anyway and made the uh, Trump's chief strategist on Russia. Okay, so. She started telling Trump that he ought to back Soros in Hungary because at the time, Soros is being kicked out of these six European countries who have overthrown austerity and they're moving towards nationalism. That's what's going on all over Europe, Eastern and Western. Okay? Because the people were getting thrown on the trash heap. And that's what happened in Ukraine. That's why when uh, Putin came to power uh, and then you subsequently had the overthrow of the government in Ukraine, you had Crimea that was pretty much all Russian. But then you had this other area in Ukraine called, uh, I think it's called Dabant, Dorbant. Dorbas, or something like that. A Dumbas. It's called the Dumbas region. So they Russian too, but they pretty they're closer within the uh, construct of the country Ukraine. So you had a that group formed their own little military opposition, and they are backed by Putin because they Russians. Right, ethnically Russians, they identify with Russia, and that's the conflict that's been going on over there since in the Donbas region. Okay, those people are ethnic Russians. Uh, so Fiona Hill advises Trump to back Soros. All right. 
because the open society, as soon as the new Hungarian president took office, one of the first things he did was he banned the open society. And, of course, Russia did it first. That's why you had Pussy Riot and all of them got kicked out of Russia. They're in this country now. <laughs> I, I, anyway, anyway. Um, I got a crude joke, but I keep it to myself, family. Why are you keeping right? it to yourself? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to keep it to myself. Anyway. Um, so Roger Stone had exposed Fiona Hill as part of a Soros operation in the White House, and he started receiving phone calls from people that he knew threatening him to get uh, get off of it, don't talk about it, or else something might happen to him, right? So now she's testifying in the basement against Trump, and she was gone from the administration long before the telephone call took place. Okay? But she's the witness. Uh, the first witness is gone, disappeared in a puff of smoke. All right? And people are saying that they never existed because even there's been no hearings with the first whistleblower. None. So now Adam Schiff is saying they just going to take statements because they don't want to expose any of the whistleblowers where Fiona Hill is already exposed. If you're not going to use the second, I mean, the first whistleblower, why would you use the second? Okay. So now, let me shift back over here because this is important too. The Rock is general manager. Don't ask me his name, family. I can't remember it. But it's easy to find. Uh, that's irrelevant. He uh, did a tweet a week or so ago where he basically said, the tweet said, fighting for freedom, standing with Hong Kong. And that's when all hell broke loose, right, with the NBA. Uh, and it's really, really gotten totally out of control. All right, but that's that's China. Um, China again in the age of revelation is showing people just how invested the U.S. corporate structure is pretty much embedded inside of China. That's why I, I kept saying. China should have a big old tag, you know, like a for sale tag. You should have a big old tag uh, in China to say made in America. Because that's literally what happened. Since the late 60s, okay, since Nixon, prior to that, China couldn't feed itself. Still can't for that matter. So they went off, all right? 
they had James Harden and uh, the other brother from Oklahoma City. <clears throat> they had them groveling in a press conference. They couldn't even ask answer questions. They basically were saying, I'm sorry, because the NBA is now a subsidiary of China. (laughs) And I think personally, the way they can uh, resolve this thing um, is just move the NBA to China. Because that's pretty much what's going on anyway. And then just have them come here and play here. Because the allegiance is to China. Because China has already been written up in the business plan of corporate America. Y'all follow me? So, that's the backdrop. Steve Kerr and the San Antonio coach Popovich basically been uh, very loud when it comes to social justice and all this kind of stuff in this country. Okay? But when it comes to China, they get Michael Jordanitis. Okay? When Michael Jordan was asked to, if he would do something or what what his opinion was about the young people killing themselves over Nike shoes and and starter jackets and all that. His response was, and that's what you got from the NBA alleged black man this past week. The rest of them too scared to say anything. Okay. Um, see, in a way, I almost want the to- totalitarian thing to come here because this is nothing to play with here. You don't play with this kind of stuff, all right? If you understand what a totalitarian system is, a totali- totalitarian system says you say something that's not prescribed for you to say. And we come snatch your ass up off the street and you never seen again. No questions asked. I think that's part of the law right now that we operate under, if I'm not mistaken. Is that not right, Bear? It seemed that way. It seemed like um, it's working that way. Isn't China like that? No, Bear. They got the Patriot Act. They can pick you up and in this country right now they can pick mm-hmm. you up and hold you indefinitely and they got to tell oh, nobody yeah, yeah. nothing that's right right where they used to have to uh release you in so many hours they don't have to anymore. that is correct yeah that is correct that's the old laws before the the, right. t- the takeover in 2001 yeah okay what happened so that's what we up under and people don't see it because the wrong person like a Hillary Clinton didn't get in office. Okay. Uh, disarm the population and kill anybody to get out of line. And they were doing 
major drills for it in 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 cities like Boston, where they was going door to door in people's homes. In parts of Texas, where they was doing these drills with the public, it's it's just <laughs> this ain't no joke. All right, that's why you see Antifa, which is nothing more than the domestic version of ISIS. Okay. Uh, at the very infant level, okay, consider a young version of ISIS. But that's why they're running around with masks on and all this kind of stuff, and the police support it because uh, these sanctuary places uh, are parts of this whole thing, all right? But unfortunately for them, it ain't enough of them, Bear. Go ahead. Because mm-hmm. I was just going to say, didn't that just happen in Minnesota? Uh, with, yeah. Where the mayor told the police to stand down and, and the, 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 you know, Antifa people was out there uh, fighting and starting stuff and police couldn't do nothing because the mayor gave them the orders to stand down. Yes, Sanctuary City. All Mm -hmm. of these people, okay? All of these people. If you notice, the crowds are always young people that look like they zapped out on something. And it's been going on since 2016, right after the election. uh, They started setting fires at Berkeley. And there you had, bam, by any means necessary, um, a Black Lives Matter and and Antifa, all of them working together, okay? Now, they're still pretty much doing it now, but it's a lot of the Black Lives Matter didn't really matter because uh, for a so-called black organization, they really don't exist when it comes to the stuff that's going on in the hood. You understand what I'm saying? All black organizations, have attempted to do things about stuff that's going on in the hood with all the killing. These people don't even exist except for uh, serving as some political opposition, as if somehow the conditions that exist in the black community started with Donald Trump. Excuse the hell out of me. I've been in the black community for a long time, and this stuff has been going on for decades. Okay, decades. And I ain't never knew nothing in Chicago that had no power outside of the Democratic Party. That's what it's been. But somehow, the needs of black people are never met, no matter how many politicians you put down there, no matter how many you put on the fifth floor, no matter how many you put in Springfield. The conditions ain't changed, and as a point of fact, because I talked to a sister today, and she told me about a one-bedroom apartment here now. These folks talking about $2,000 a month. And I said, you have got to be kidding me. Okay? And that's part of the move, as we tried to outline back in the 90s, to tax people out of the cities, particularly black people. Large numbers. Large. And put them on the outskirts. Okay? Out of view. And once they put the technological system 
in place, you'll only be able to travel to certain areas uh, based on your technical designation, which uh, they'll find out through facial recognition, uh, implants, and a host of other, you know, things. Now, now I'm all into something else. I didn't mean to get off into this stuff, but um, totalitarianism is something you don't ever want to have to deal with. All right? Because there's only one point of view, and that's what you see being educated in the school system today. Well, if you notice, when you see a group of them together and they're talking, one person is talking and the whole crowd repeat after them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, and we're not going to take it, and we're not going to take it. We're tired of taking it. We're tired of taking it. <laughs> like like a robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at all of that, and with, that tells me that this is not spontaneous at all, that that's all rehearsed. And that's what's been going on in the so-called social justice community, which I gave you the definition for social justice warriors yesterday. So if you notice the social justice warriors ain't open their mouth about China, right? Because they worship Mao Zedong. All right. Just got through having celebrations for him. He brought communism to China, right? (laughs) <laughs> I mean it's, Anyway Steve Kerr And uh, Popovich They're on the social justice warrior side So now When the Rockets GM do that Tweet And uh, China gets mad And start making people Bend the knee right Uh Steve Kerr and the rest of these brave young souls get lockjaw. They can't comment on the fact that China is ready to lock down Hong Kong in total. Okay? And them people are over there fighting for freedom using every symbol imaginable, even the U.S. flag. And let's be clear, Hong Kong was a colony of the British, (laughs) but they ain't flying British flags. (laughs) They ain't flying British flags. (laughs) They flying American flags because they respect Trump. And he keeps saying that. Huh? He keeps saying that. He keeps saying that now America is respected again. Yeah, but by the people, not by the elite. Yeah. See, this elite thing is a global thing. All right? So people are wondering, well, what other NBA NBA players got to say? Because, again, you got to understand the NBA uh, based on money. Is a subsidiary of China. It's no longer U.S. product. That's why you had that big stiff ass seven foot eleven or whatever the hell he was, Yao Ming, right? That's why he was in the NBA. 
because it was a big deal in promoting the game in China. Big deal. These gangsters getting ready to take uh, they fake entertainment global. And I ain't against it. I just say they should just move that so people can see what it really is. All right? Uh, so <clears throat> today, LeBron comes out and makes a statement. Of course, you got to have King James make a statement, right? Right. So he comes out and make a statement today, Bear. And I said, wow, we know how strong LeBron is. I mean, he's the strongest man in the planet. That's why they call him King James. All right? So he comes out and basically punks all over himself. Family. I mean, punks all over himself. And he basically says, um, well, let me read this. This is from the Gateway Pundit. Um, wait. Is this still on? Let me see here one minute. Okay. Okay. Here it is. Yeah. He comes out and makes a statement today where he basically says uh, he calls the GM who did the tweet, he basically calls him ignorant. Okay? He said, here's what he said. This is from, of course, the Gateway Pundit. He said, Daryl Morey, the Rockets GM, wasn't educated when he spoke about Hong Kong. Okay? And his tweet could have hurt a lot of people, including financially. So LeBron is about the dollar. Okay. King James is about finance, not spirituality or any of that. Okay. Uh, and he got the gall to call somebody ignorant. And of course we know he'd been battling against Trump because he has no clue of what Trump represents. And I don't say people shouldn't. If you want to battle with him, go ahead. Go right ahead. Okay, but at least be honest and accurate about your intentions. And he was, in this case, unbeknownst to him. That's why he had to include uh, it could hurt people financially. So it's okay to uh, abuse people as long as it's for financial reasons. Okay, so here's what happened. Other athletes responded to him. One of them was Herschel Walker. This is from the same article, right? Uh, from Gateway Pundit. Football great Herschel Walker dunks on NBA. Quote, during Summer Olympics, will the NBA play for USA or China? Unquote. They say here, on Tuesday morning, Herschel Walker posed this important question. America is the greatest country in the world, free to speak and think for yourself. I thoroughly disagree with that. Okay? Uh, Question. During the Summer Olympics, will the NBA players play for the USA or China? Okay? 
So, you see, I don't agree with either one of these guys. If I, when I hear black people talking about America is the greatest country in the world, well, what does that mean? That To me, that means you haven't done enough research. Go back to the library and continue to read and look. You can't know what's going on, and you can't know what's coming. Okay? Now, that doesn't change the fact that China is a totalitarian slave state, period. All right? Then we add this. Freedom is not free. NBA player Enos Cantor Post epic response response to commie lover LeBron James. This too is from the Gateway Pundit. Now Enos Cantor is now playing for the Boston Celtics, but he's been around for a minute. I just left, I think Portland. All right, now he's in Boston. Anyway, he has a different perspective on this whole thing because he's from <clears throat> Turkey. Okay, and Turkey just happens to be in the news right now, but it was in the news a few years ago, and he spoke out, and he talks about what happened to him uh, in trying to school LeBron James, all right, to put something in your mouth other than stupidity when you open it. Okay, here's what he said. Enos Cantor is a Turkish professional basketball player currently playing for the Boston Celtics. Cantor became publicly critical of Turkish President Erdogan in 2013 due to a corruption scandal in Turkey. After the failed coup in 2016, Cantor criticized uh, Erdogan on Twitter, calling him, quote, the Hitler of our century, unquote. Then this, I'm being held at a Romanian airport by police. This is Enos Cantor. All right, he gets ready to go to Turkey or is leaving, and he gets arrested in Romania. Okay, now they say on Monday night, LeBron James spoke out in defense of the Chinese communists. The NBA star trashed Rockets general manager Daryl Morey for tweeting his support for Hong Kong freedom protesters. And then LeBron lectured on the perils of free speech. So you see, he don't believe in free speech either, unless it's his. Enos Cantor responded to LeBron's outrageous uh, outrageousness in a series of tweets on Monday. He is one of wow, dude. This Enos Cantor. Wow, dude. Freedom is not free. That's in quotes. Then he says this. Haven't seen or talked to my family in five years. Jailed my dad. My siblings can't find jobs. They revoked my passport. Put out an international arrest warrant. My family can't leave the country. Got death threats every day got attacked, harassed, and they tried to kidnap me in Indonesia. Freedom is not free. 
See all that because he because he spoke out. All that is that correct. To him and his family. Wow. That is correct. And that's Erdogan who's sitting over there in Turkey right now. Okay? So then, even before that though, no, after all that, China issues a statement uh to LeBron and all the rest of them. Uh, they got an opinion. They said to the NBA, shut up and dribble. Okay? And in Hong Kong, you had protesters burning LeBron James jerseys. Now, I told y'all, the NBA is headed towards what happened with the NFL. Because these times are dictating that these things take place to Expose these things for what they are. There's nothing real about any of this thing called pro sports in 2019. It's all entertainment, fake and phony as can be. Yeah. As I understand it, Sister Bear family, mm-hmm. uh, I don't watch it. I don't pay attention to it or any of it. But I understand I saw a little blurb today where the NBA, I'm sorry, the National Football League, the officials blew another obvious game, right? And then they admitted it the next day after the game is over. And oops, with all the cameras and the replay and et cetera, et cetera, they always managed to blow games that are obvious. I ain't talking about something that's questionable. I'm talking obvious stuff, like a receiver running downfield and the defensive back grab him to keep him catching the ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Derry said the Lions Derry said it was the Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Now, I don't know nothing about it. I just saw that blurred and that how could the NFL hope to have any credibility? They don't give a damn. They get ready to export it to Europe. That's why they got the NFL over there playing a game. Uh, some team every week. All right? Uh, they moving. They get ready to move. And I say they should move the NBA too. Move to China. Okay? And you know what? Let me tell you what happened. There are a lot of good ball players that never get that shot because they don't get drafted because they ain't got the hype behind them. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of good ball players. Then these other little NBA soft leagues. And every now and then to get it's almost like a slavery system. When somebody get hurt, they'll call down to the farm system and, you know, get one of them brothers and they come up and light it up, but you can't light it up too much because the thing is already fixed to make sure the stars score all the points. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, ball players know that. They know it because they play against these guys in the summer. So they know, but it's all about marketing. Uh, I think Trump called it bullshit. Excuse my language, family. <laughs> he said it in front of a whole lot more people than I think I'm standing to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all tell me if this guy, I ain't never laughed as much. You know, it's like an event. I've never watched yeah. 
any of these people. This dude, <laughs> this guy, he's a different animal. And yeah. whether you hate his guts, there's no way in hell you can listen to this, man. I'd be cracking up, family. Yeah. I'm just being honest. Yeah. I'm, I'd seriously be cracking up. So that's what the Chinese told the NBA, told the Negroes. They said, bend the knee, Negro. Mm. Bend the knee. And that's what the Negroes did. Because when black people was getting killed, them Negroes didn't say nothing, but they went put on T-shirts. I can't breathe. Y'all remember that? Yeah. Okay. Them Negroes didn't miss a game. All right. So when people fighting for their life, their lives and their livelihood in Hong Kong, LeBron can't find nothing else to say than uh, what you say, Daryl Morley, will will hurt us financially. That's as far as his thinking goes. King James. Right? But there's there's a direct correlation with his response and uh, what's going on with Trump. Now, I'm going to do this, family. I'm going to okay. play these songs for you. Uh, it should take about 15 minutes, maybe a little less. Mm-hmm. If I have to stop them, I'll stop them you know, halfway and go to the next one. There's about four of them, and I love these songs, okay? Uh, one of them I mentioned yesterday, which is the uh, the main ingredient, okay? Interesting. With the lead singer... You know who the lead singer of the main ingredient was, man? Who? Cuba Gooding. Oh, he sure was. The da- that was the Who's... daddy. Was that the daddy? That is correct. Oh, that wasn't a... Yeah, that was the daddy. Okay, yeah. That is correct. Okay. Out of L.A. Now, his son just happens to be going through a court case now where some woman said that he tried to grab her titty and they got it on video. And none of that, you know, from what I've seen, hold water. I ain't no apologist for nobody doing that kind of stuff. But that ain't what happened. Okay, but I want the family to understand. They coming at black men. Y'all hear me? <laughs> It ain't just white they don't men. Know that by now. Well, they I don't think people really know, Bear. See, that's the whole thing. And 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 by the way, family, I did talk to the brother that's talking about putting on that piece dealing with uh, black masculinity. And I need to thank uh, the family mm-hmm. for sending me that article with Farrell, you know, uh, dressed in this long robe, representing what mm-hmm. they termed a new black masculinity. Okay. Uh, this is real talk, family. So, I, and we talked about that. We said that, you know, it's, it's the black men that they really got to focus on because black men have a lot of bravado. All right. That's why we grab ours all the time to make sure it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Because they coming at it, family. 
All right? And these are the four songs that before I came on the air tonight, these four songs played for me, and it just blew me away. Um, okay. You get a chance of of, of my taste in music. I, I know the family already know it. It's wide. It's pretty wide, but check this family. I said, wow, because I just got through listening or uh, talking about that yesterday. And that was the uh, uh, song that was the first song mm-hmm. played in The Joker, right? But that mm-hmm. wasn't all. Uh, okay. After that one, after that song, this one came on. Now, this is online, right? So I ain't, you know, anyway, here's what came next. Now this is all to LeBron, right? (laughs) 
Sister Bear family, that was just warming me up. That was getting me ready to come on the program, right? And I'm listening okay. to all this, and LeBron James is reverberating in my head, okay? Mm-hmm. So then the next song came on, right? And I said, you know what? I got to share this with the family. I got to share this because... It ain't right that I'm the only one to get the opportunity to hear these classic songs, right? All with meaning. Okay. Then this one came on.
When I decided to play all the songs, I said, "You know what? The family gonna think I have totally stepped off the deep end." <laughs> until, until, mm-hmm. yeah, and wait, wait, until this one. This was the last one. I think this was at around seven fifty-six. Yeah, around seven fifty-six this evening. Okay, then this one came on. Yeah. All right. Smile 
Backstabbers, Grand Pooba. You can get it from Grand Pooba 2000. That's their version of Backstabbers with him and his sister, uh, his queen, telling him, you know, your friends ain't really your friends. They're really backstabbers. You know, they hitting on me while you gone. You chasing women, and they hitting on me. They smiling in your face, but all the time they trying to take your place, right? Pocket rappers. That's what she called <laughs> And the whole point is 
that closed me out and brought me to the program tonight. Because okay. that's a message to LeBron. There's a thin line between love and hate, partner. I suggest that you uh, go and do your homework before you get your spot blowed up. All right? This ain't no joke. This is serious business. And all of those songs basically had relevance <laughs> for me, okay? Maybe not right, anybody right. else, but for me, they had major relevance coming into this program tonight. All right? And I normally would, you know, I ain't never done anything like that. But that's how right. much of an impact those songs had on okay. me, right? Uh, I hope the family that's enjoyed yeah, that yeah. little musical interlude. We kind of need that sometimes because they said music yes, has qualms, yeah, to soothe the savage breath, right? So uh, we started out with the main ingredients, uh, talking about everybody playing the food, you know, and we ended with uh, backstabbers. <laughs> And, and there we have that's it. What Absolutely. What you what see you is what see you get. What you get. That's right. All of those songs for me are classics. Even Brand Pooba didn't get a lot of play. But where I am, it got a lot of play. Uh, I, I think the messages are just absolutely off the chain. So now, I played all that to get to this. Uh I went through Fiona Hill. Fiona Hill is George Soros' mole in Trump's White House. She was a catalyst to McMaster's firing yesterday. Okay? This is from, uh, if you can believe this, (laughs) brassballs.blog. You can get it it from other websites. I just choose to use obscure websites because I don't like to deal with mainstream media. Okay? Uh, the title of the article is Fiona Hill is George Soros' mole in Trump White House. She was catalyst to McMaster's firing yesterday. Okay? Uh, and they go on to lay out the whole Roger Stone piece, and they point out that Fiona Hill worked for six years for George Soros Open Society in New York. She worked for three years for the National Intelligence Council in Washington, D.C. She was hired by uh, McMaster in March of 2017. And uh, Hill was appointed as a deputy assistant to Trump and his senior director for European and Russian affairs. All right. But all the time, she's a spy sent there by George Soros, who has sworn that he was going to overthrow Trump. All right. Uh, And then they go on to give a little brief history, very brief. But that was extremely important to understand what's going on here. So you can see. George Soros is a product of Rothschild slash EU slash NATO. He does the bidding for all of those and works in conjunction with all of those. Then this article came out from the Gateway Pundit, uh, same time, uh, revealed latest dim impeachment witness Fiona Hill was not even working in the White House at the time of the Trump call but was very upset with the call. Hmm. 
How and was she upset we, and she wasn't there? Because she's talking to Schiff and other people in the intelligence community who now want to use her as a backdrop to paint Trump as something other than what he is with all the assurances that they're going to make sure that uh, she's compensated well because that's how they play that game. Mm-hmm. All right? And if they win, she'll be deposited up the chain of command. You see, you see where she come from. And keep in mind, family, yesterday we pointed out that Soros basically is the overlord of Ukraine. All right? Now, check this. <clears throat> this comes out today as well. All this is the backdrop from the music. Corrupt Dems change impeachment rules again. Closed-door interviews now considered depositions to limit one attorney asking questions per round. Okay? This is from the Gateway Pundit, right? They say, the Dems have now shifted the closed-door interviews to depositions in order to limit the questioning to one attorney per second. If the Democratic-controlled committees issue subpoenas, it changes things from a transcript interview to a deposition. And keep in mind now, family, these are not legal subpoenas. They're letters because they haven't followed the process. Okay? The people that are going to testify are the people who are against Trump. (laughs) Anyway, they go on here to say, the Democrats are doing this to avoid releasing transcripts of the depositions slash interviews conducted in secret. Adam Schiff and other crooked Democrats can also selectively leak to the media without having to answer to transcripts as proof of their deceptions. They close by saying this. House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff admitted on Sunday on Face the Nation that the reason for holding secret testimonies behind closed doors is to keep Trump and his lawyers in the dark. Now, I want you to consider somebody is accusing you of doing something, and you not only can't face them, right, to question them about the accusations they're making against you, you can't even see transcripts. So do they really believe that that's going to hold up? No, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's all a clown show, okay? They trying to run the thing. They have to, they they change. And look, yesterday, Schiff comes out and says that the first witness that started the whole thing is no longer going to testify. Because they got Fiona Hill. The second witness, who wasn't even there when the call was made. Because I don't know if the first witness ever existed. Now, why would you just drop them? Huh? Nobody saw the first witness. That is correct. <laughs> it's unbelievable. 
look, this is all today, right? Everybody plays a fool sometimes, right? Oh, but, man. But, you know, this, this, I can I see this work. I can see this propaganda that's working for people who don't. A lot of people don't pay attention to politics. You know, they working, taking care of business, busy, busy, busy. And, you know, they are here a little something on CNN or, or, you know, one of the stations, and they just believe it. They don't know, and that's that's who they're aiming at. That is correct. You, You hit it right on the head, Bear. Okay? Because they understand that propaganda is very powerful, very powerful. But there are circumstances in which, and these circumstances are that large numbers of people then walked away from mainstream media and their ratings is in the garbage. Large numbers. Okay? Uh, And anybody can Google that. Since the uh, Russian thing blew up in their face, Mm -hmm. they have lost Man, in some cases, over 50% of their audience. That's how much credibility they have lost. And keep in mind, ABC News ran a fake story yesterday trying to make it appear as though the fake story was going on in Syria, right, with the Kurds. Mm -hmm. And come to find out, it was fake footage that they was using that was footage of a machine gun uh, um, a range where people practice shooting the machine gun, and it was at night. And so it made it look like stuff was blowing up, and then they had to come out and admit and apologize that it was all fake phony. Wow. <laughs> CNN is known for that. Now ABC. That, that's not the first time with ABC. Remember, the chief correspondent had to step down because he told out and out lies, right? And he got suspended. Remember? He got suspended for like 30 days. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on is they're taking turns lying so nobody has to take all of the weight. One day the Washington Post Mm -hmm. lied, the next day New York Times lied, right? And that's what's going on. The main thing is to understand that this is a system that they're using. This is part of the so-called color revolution, using media to discredit their opposition. And they've used this in every country to overthrow the government. Okay? As I said yesterday, the one difference here is that the people are armed. That's why you see them working overtime to to bring forth the the wind-up fake shooters, right? Right. Uh, So they can you know, ramp up the taking away of the guns because the guns ain't really to protect yourself. That's a byproduct. The guns mm. is is to be able to do battle against a tyrannical government. That's what the guns are really all about. Mm. And they've been trying to disarm these white boys. They've been trying to disarm Billy Bob since Bill Clinton. And they've been running these fake mass shootings ever since. Okay. So, look, they're also working overtime. <clears throat> Wait till Bill Barr mm-hmm. come forth because he's been laying back. When he come forth, they're going to attack him like nobody's business. 
That's what you see happening right now with Rudy Giuliani. They're trying to do the same thing to Giuliani that they did uh, to Trump's attorney, okay? Use a pretext to bust his dough down. They got one problem. Giuliani is not weak like that guy was. That is correct. And he's got Bill Barr. Because keep in mind Mm. now, Giuliani was sent to Ukraine by the State Department. Right. In the capacity to gather information on the move to overthrow Trump, which is what, as his attorney, what he was really doing in Ukraine, right? And he never did go. He didn't have to go because the case fell apart. But he was prepared to present that as evidence that there was collusion that was coming forth out of Ukraine. So when Ukraine pops back up, Giuliani already got this stuff in his briefcase, right? Sworn depositions and all that. Oh, they really got pissed off then because now he got lawful documents that he put forward and they just, they relying on character assassination because they really don't have no documentation. So what do they do? They went dug up Hunter Biden. Right? He appeared on ABC today. The same ABC that yesterday ran the fake serious story. Okay. They popped him up and gave him some Visine to put in his eyes. Didn't get all the red out, but he got most of it. And he's sitting up there lying through his teeth, right? Because they got to clean him up, dust him off and clean him up. That's what the media do to people that they support. That's what they did to Bill Clinton when he got busted. He went on CBS uh, 60 Minutes. And then they bragged about the fact that they resurrected his campaign because he was dead in the water based on raping all them women. Right. Okay? So now they get two Giuliani associates who they tried because they're Ukrainian. See, they're they really American citizens. They, they won't tell you that. And they got them for campaign finance uh, irregularities, which happened way before this. Okay, but they're trying to use that as a pretext to say Giuliani is a gangster because he got the documentation. All right. And they're looking for something to put the two together. Because this is how they work. But here's what Giuliani said today. Again, it's from the Gateway Pundit. Rudy Giuliani tells Dems to pound sand says he will not comply with congressional subpoena. Because you know what, Bab? With Rudy Giuliani, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Tutmos told us about him. (laughs) That's right. No doubt. All right? He's well-schooled in the... the same house. They both from New York. That's right. And Trump know the gangster side of this thing, and Giuliani know the lawful side of this thing. Okay? As much as I dislike Giuliani coming up, uh, I respect his ability to do his research. He do his work. All right? They say Rudy Giuliani told the Democrats to pound sand and said Tuesday he would not comply with a congressional subpoena. Quote, if they enforce it, then we'll see what happens, unquote. He goes on to say, Giuliani's counsel 
wrote to the House Intelligence Committee, quote, Mr. Giuliani would not participate because this appears to be an unconstitutional, baseless, and illegitimate, uh, uh, in, in, quote, in, in quotation quotes, impeachment inquiry. Okay? It's illegitimate. So you can't have the subpoenas without going through the process. These are letters. It's all phony. That's why Schiff is holding the meetings in the basement, not in the normal chambers, in the basement. Okay? If he had the, the, the night keys to hell, he'd probably hold them there. <laughs> but they won't give him they won't give him the keys to get in the hell at night. <laughs> they say a couple of weeks ago, Democrats subpoenaed Giuliani for documents related to his efforts to get Ukraine to investigate the Biden crime family as part of their impeachment probe. Now, they know that's lawyer-client relationship. And, check this, family, the Justice Department has already said no laws were broken in terms of the phone call. So they have no basis. This is all show. This is all gangsterism. This is real talk, family. They say the three dim chairs of the Intelligence, Oversight, and Foreign Affairs Committee demanded that Giuliani hand over all text messages, phone records, and communications related to his scheme to press Ukraine to interfere in the 2020 election. And that's not what it was about. He Again, he had already gathered all that information before uh, uh, Mueller gave his final verdict before the Mueller report. And when the Mueller report came off the table, when it was no longer necessary, he put all that stuff uh, back in his safe until the whole Ukraine thing comes up again. Now, he says, they say here, Democrats alleged that Giuliani act as an agent on behalf of the president. No, he was his attorney. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't want to abide by any of the rules. This is where they're trying to go. They call it totalitarianism. That's why they support China. Mm -hmm. Okay. And everything that they're putting in place technologically wise is to implement the system that's going on in China right now. Okay. So, so the rich we said are going to look. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. No, no, go ahead. Now, I was just going to say that we sitting here watching what we've been reading about in books and, and what's going on in other countries. We we getting it firsthand. We watching it right now. Yes. Yes. Then they say the deadline for Giuliani to give the Dems these documents was Tuesday, October 15th. That would be the day, I think. They don't have a leg to stand on. And they know it. Okay? But why do they feel so powerful to do this? Now we're going to get into the most important part of everything that we're doing, because we we said this last week. Now, check this. I, I... Checked a little bit of Alex Jones, and I know that bastard listening. He gotta be there. Yeah, he, he mentioned. 
been listening for a while. Well, listen, he he mentioned the Atlantic Council and almost some of the yeah. things that I said word for word. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, he ain't been talking about the Atlantic Council. He tried to make it appear as though he's been talking about Atlantic Council all the time. No, he hasn't, because I monitor him. All right? So now, let's go here. Let's break this thing wide open so people can really understand what Trump is fighting, okay? This thing ain't coming from Washington, D.C. It's coming from Europe. That's why I went into the whole Aton, NATO, uh, uh, New God, One World construct 2,000 years ago. Same thing going on now. Uh, uh, Supernova 1987A, all of it is connected. All of it is connected, family. This is the seat of the beast. Brussels, Belgium has been known for years as the seat of the beast. Okay? Now, you you might want to pull this article up because uh, it's very well written. It's from Global Research. Global Research. The title of the article is The Insidious Role of the Atlantic Council Securing the 21st Century for NATO. Let me read that again. The Insidious Role of the Atlantic Council Securing the 21st Century for NATO. Okay, now, long article, family. Uh, I think it's about well, 21 pages for my reading. You, of course, you can always get the reading smaller. My eyes ain't that good no more. So, anyway, here's what they say. This is from Global Research. They say on April 28th, the Atlantic Council held this annual awards dinner at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in D.C., where the U.S. State Department is situated. Honorees were Bill Clinton, who was given the Distinguished International Leadership Award, for his intervention in the Balkans in the 90s, expanding uh, NATO and launching NAFTA. Joseph Ackerman, chairman of Deutsche Bank uh, AG, uh, was presented with the Distinguished Business Leadership Award. They say military leadership awards went to uh, General James Mattis, and French General uh, Stephanie Abriel, who took over the NATO command in Norfolk, Virginia, from Mattis. The Atlantic Council conferred its first humanitarian leadership award to Bono. Now, if I didn't mention it, um, I'm sure I mentioned it years ago, but Bono uh, is the European version of uh, what's the guy we talked about last week there that's been a spy for who knows uh, uh, George Clooney there ain't no difference in Bono and George Clooney or this this little guy I think they're trying to groom him that we talked about last week from the Black Eyed Peas oh okay. yeah uh, and the piano yeah, player know, is that the same person who the, the piano player yeah. We all just ordinary people. We just not ready. No, those are two different people. No, I know. You're talking about. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No. I don't want to say that. No, you mentioned Young Bambino. Oh, 
Uh, no, I, I asked you if you were saying that they were the same person. No, I'm talking no. about the little guy from the Black Eyed Peas that we talked about last week. And the other guy is John Legend, the piano player. Yeah, John Legend. Yeah. We talked about him. All these are useful idiots. Okay. A wheel I am. Uh, thanks, my brother. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. Wheel I am. Okay. All these are dupes. They like LeBron James, okay? And she would be treated as such. They work for the thing, all right? So Bono is another one. That's why you always see him with fake charities, right, that don't feed nobody, don't do nothing for nobody, right? That's to build up their resume. So now they can go anywhere under so-called humanitarian, I'm going to use Trump word, bullshit. But let's keep going. They say... Prior to taking charge of the Atlantic Council, General Jones was a Marine four-star general, top commander of the U.S. European Command, and NATO Supreme Allied Commander in Europe, okay? And uh, he was Condoleezza Rice's special envoy for for Middle East security. He discussed deploying NATO to the West Bank which was echoed by the Atlantic Council, his Atlantic Council colleague, Brent Scrocroft and Zygbignew Brzezinski. Scrocroft is now the chairman of the Atlantic Council's International Advisory Board. This is the swamp family. All right. They say Zygbignew Brzezinski's daughter, MSNBC's Mika Brzezinski, co-emceed the event. Her brother Ian is an Atlantic Council rapporteur. The Atlantic Council of the United States was established in 1961 by Dean Acheson and Christian Herder to bolster support for NATO. The name is derived, uh, I'm sorry, the name is the derivative of the North Atlantic Council, the highest governing body of NATO. The Atlantic Council that name is a derivative. It comes from the North Atlantic Council, which is the highest governing body of NATO. So when you hear me talking about it's the Atlantic Council that's behind the overthrow of Trump, it's NATO, right? Because they're about creating the one world government, just like the Aten. They say, the councils are a product of the Atlantic Treaty Association formed in 1954 and acts as an umbrella uh, to coordinate the council's efforts to promote public support for political leaders, academics, and diplomats to further the values laid down in the North Atlantic Treaty. Of course, those values are rooted in Satanism. Now, they say in 2009, James Jones stepped down as chairman of the Atlantic Council to become Obama's national security advisor. Britt Scrocroft assisted in selecting Obama's national security team. Okay? They say fellow members, Eric Shin, uh, General Eric Shinseki and Anna Maria Slaughter, 
uh, had became second, who became Secretary of Veterans Affairs and Director of Policy Planning at the State Department. Those two people occupied those two jobs. Clinton received the main award uh, when he, he got it. He boasted of his interventions in Bosnia and Kosovo. Although 78% of the public opposed going into the Balkans. That's because they operate from a different playbook. It ain't about what the people want. It's about what the politicians want. The only president, to my knowledge, that has done any of the things that they said they were going to do when they got to be the president is Orange Man. He's the only one. Okay? None of the rest of them, at least in my lifetime, I can't speak to what happened when went on before me. I mean, you can go back to Andrew Jackson, all right, and they tried to throw him out of office too. When he invited the farmers and the regular people to the White House after he got elected, all right, and had what they called back then a, a shindig. Uh, you know what we call it today, party, right? <laughs> That's what happened when Obama got into the White House. They had a big old party. But you wasn't invited. But the regular people wasn't invited. It was entertainers and athletes only. Anyway, they go on there to say in 2008, they go on to name a number of people who got these awards over the years. They say in 2008, the Distinguished International Leadership Award went to Tony Blair. And, of course, we went over the satanic rituals that Blair and his wife who like to lick on other women and say that that's normal for her, and she loved her some Tony Blair, who is really an international pimp, right? <laughs> anyway, let me. I don't want to get too deep into that, but we already exposed all of that with Tony Blair. Uh, he's a deviant now, uh, but he got that uh, the uh, international leadership award, and they was trying to string his ass up because of the fake Iraq war situation, right? Anyway, uh, uh, and the military award went to Andrew Michael Mullen, or Admiral Mike Mullen, all right? And the business award went to Rupert Murdoch in 2008. Uh, In 2007, the leadership award went to Alan Greenspan. The military award went to NATO Supreme Allied Commander General Jones, and Colin Powell introduced the honorees. Then they're going to say this. Uh, on the website of the Atlantic Council, there are links to other organizations or corporations and organizations that they are directly connected to through board members, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm going to name some of them. You may, I'm sure you've heard of some of them. The American Enterprise Institute, the Aspen Institute, the Brookings Institution, the Carnegie Endowment, the Cato Institute, the Center for a New American Security, because all these people from these, these think tanks end up on your talking head show or on your news program telling you what's going on, and it's really propaganda. The Center for Strategic and International Studies, the Center for Transatlantic Relations at John Hopkins and the Paul H. Nitschke School of Advanced International Studies, the Council on Foreign Relations, the German Marshall Fund of the United States, the Heritage Foundation, the New American Foundation, 
and the Rand Corporation. I left uh, some of them out. It's just too many of them, family. Okay? So I know you've heard of some of them organizations. They are left and right because they control both sides of the chessboard. Okay? Uh, They say these organizations are interlocking directorates. Okay? You got similar groups like Freedom House, the Project for a New American Century, the U.S. Committee on NATO, the National Endowment for a Democracy, or NED, that we've talked about extensively over the years, is one of the guiding forces to the overthrow of Libya. The International Republican Institute and a myriad of non-governmental organizations bankrolled by Soros and others. The Atlantic Council and the sites it links to are collectively the invisible government. Okay? They say an unaccountable foreign policy establishment. Uh, Officers and members shift between those groups and the State Department, Defense Department, National Security Council, and other places in government. The Council on Foreign Relations offers fellowships for one-year studies for the for State Department personnel. They stock the State Department with people. They say Susan Rice is currently on leave from the board of the Atlantic Council. She also temporarily uh, departed the Brookings Institution and is a longtime member of the Council for Relations and the Aspen Strategy Group, a project of the Aspen Institute. The next-to-last group's co-chairs are the Atlantic Council's Brent Scrocroft and the Sultan of Oman, a professor of international relations at the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard, Joseph Nye. Members include uh, Joseph Corbo, Madeline Albright, Condoleezza Rice, Richard Armitage, Richard Haas, Richard Luger, William Perry, and Strobe Talbot. They say Haas has been president of the Council on Foreign Relations since 2003. Strobe Talbot is the president of the Brookings Institution. And I might add, family, he played a major role in the Clinton administration. And Strobe Talbot was one of a group of uh, uh, Rhodes scholars that were all around Bill Clinton pushing Cecil Rhodes' program of one world government which is really the reinstitution of British control of this country in total. Through the Roundtable Group, okay, which was subsequently create a, a U.S. version called the Council on Foreign Relations. The original version was called the Roundtable Group. If you take it back even further, it's emblematic or symbolic of the Knights of the Roundtable. Okay just to show you how far back this thing goes. They say the Atlantic Council is packed with former Pentagon, State Department, and CIA veterans. Its chairman is Senator Chuck Hagel. Its president is Frederick Kemp, a journalist with the Wall Street Journal. And he's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Its senior advisor is Kurt Volker, who just got through testifying last week. A U.S. ambassador to NATO. Replaced by Brookings Institution's uh, Evo Dalder, a former analyst at the CIA. 
Okay. The chairman of the International Advisory Board is Brent Scrocroft. The board of directors includes Harold Brown, William Perry, uh, Nicholas Burns, uh, Joseph Ralston, Wesley Clark, uh, Vance John Craddock, uh, Paula Dobriansky, Eric Edelman, uh, and Stuart Eisenstadt. <coughs> Let me get a drink of water here, family. So you can see how extensive this thing is and what Trump is up against. Now, I'm not going to stay in this too much because I want the family out. I don't know how much time we got left because I have one more major doctor. How much time we got left, Beth? Uh, let me see. Let me go back to the room. Uh, 45 minutes. Okay. Uh, I got one more article I'm going to get through, so I'm going to cut this one off short after I get through with this last little part here. But it's a long article, like I said. You can pull it up. You'll find it quite enjoyable in terms of understanding uh, the Atlantic Council and what it really represents. <clears throat> they say there's Richard uh, Gelbart, uh, C. Bolden Gray, Mark Grossman, Stephen Hatley, Richard Holbrook, uh, who was the ambassador to NATO and current RAND Corporation senior advisor. Uh, I'm sorry, not Richard Holbrook wasn't that. But the ambassador to NATO and current RAND Corporation senior advisor, Robert E. Hunter, okay? Henry Kissinger, all these are board members. Uh, General uh, Barry McCaffrey, uh, Charles Wald, uh, CIA, former CIA director James Woolsey, uh, and uh, Anthony Zinni. Honorary directors include George Schultz, James Baker, Warren Christopher, Madeleine Albright, Colin Powell, Condoleezza Rice, Frank Carlucci, who was Condoleezza Rice's, I'm sorry, he was Colin Powell's mentor and used to brag about him running the operation and the assassination of Patrice Lumumba. That's Frank Carlucci, okay, former head of the CIA for a short period of time as well. All right. Uh, James Schlesinger and William Webster. And I'll cut it off there because, I mean, you, they just, just got names. They name all the names, and a lot of them you will recall when you hear the names, okay? Uh, but I want you to go and put, get that article and pull it up because I got one more here before we uh, bring the family in. And this is what we just got through dealing with is pretty much, much the structure of the Atlantic Council for a lot of years, okay? So now... We want to deal with it today in this connection to Joe Biden, right? And for that, we go to this article from the Gray Zone, okay? The Gray Zone, left-wing publication. Uh, uh, just like I would consider uh, uh, the last article uh, from Global Research. Uh, global research is left wing as well. So you see, family, uh, I get stuff from the left and the right because I don't play favors with either one of them. All right. Both of them anti-black, the truth be told. So I just use them to basically expose what they really are, what we're really dealing with here. 
This article is from Consortium News. This is a uh, Consortium News is a group of ex-intelligence people. Okay. Uh, uh, part of the uh, what they I think they will consider themselves um, constitutional intelligence people. All right, people that want to follow the Constitution and doing intelligence, and you'll find some of them are always at certain events, and they risk going to go to jail and get locked up to put the real information out there. Anyway, title of the article is. D.C.'s Atlantic Council raked in funding from Hunter Biden's corruption-stained Ukrainian employer while courting his vice president's father. This is recent. Here's what they say. Behind the curtain, the Atlantic uh, Council... Doctor, wait a minute, Doctor uh, Robert Dex. Say Say the title again. D.C. Atlantic Council, what? D.C.'s Atlantic Council raked in funding, R-A-K-E-D, raked in funding from Hunter Biden's corruption-stained Ukrainian Ukrainian employer While courting his vice president's father. Okay. And this is left wing, okay? This is a left wing publication. Max Blumenthal. Yes, he's Jewish. Okay, I ain't got no problem with Jewish people that tell the truth. Or white people, for that matter. Because then that means uh, I don't have a threat from them. It's the ones that lie consistently that I can't deal with that created this fake Americana that got the white people that wasn't looking at what was going on now scratching their head, asking themselves, how the hell did they get to this point in this country? And the answer is because you trusted white people, white people. And now you got white people running around out here calling other white people racist and white women, lesbians, talking about white men is the, is the problem when the white lesbians want to be white men. Y- y'all get that? See, got it. what that tells me is the weed that they smoking is unlike any other weed that everybody else smoking. Because <laughs> the lesbian, the white lesbian, is a caricature of a white man. She exhibits the behavior of that when she's running around hollering and streaming is the problem. <laughs> let, me, let me go on trying to explain the psychological behavior of these people. Let me keep going. And let me add this, and ain't all of them, that ain't what I'm saying, but even they admit now that these white people are crazy. They are. They're insane. They say, behind the curtain, the Atlantic Council has initiated a lucrative relationship with a corruption-tainted Ukrainian gas company, the Burisma Group, that's worth as much as two, as $250,000 a year that they give to the Atlanta Council. The partnership has paid for lavish conferences in Monaco and helped bring Burisma's oligarchic founder out of the cold. This alliance has remained stable 
even as official Washington goes to war over allegations that Trump and his allies, or allegations by Trump and his allies, that Biden fired a Ukrainian prosecutor to defend his son's position on Burisma's board. Well, that's what Biden said. Okay? He did. I ain't got to go there. By the way, he was sitting in the Council on Foreign Relations when he said it because he was among the Atlantic Council, his friends, as you will soon see. They say, as Biden parries Trump's accusations, ardent defenders are emerging from the Atlantic Council, which featured Biden as a star speaker at its award ceremonies over the years. That's what I just got through dealing with in the other article, family. Advocates include Michael Carpenter, Biden's longtime foreign policy advisor and specialist on Ukraine. As as Burisma's uh, uh, Atlantic Council partnership is scarcely mentioned by the mainstream media, the Beltway Press routinely runs quotes from the Atlantic Council experts on this scandal without acknowledging the relationship with Hunter Biden's former employer. Okay? This case of obvious cronyism has been overlooked because of its success in leveraging millions from foreign governments, the arms and energy industries, and Western-friendly oligarchs to bring its influence to bear in the nation's capital. That means money. They water in the garden. They say, the Atlantic Council functions as the semi-official think tank of NATO in Washington. It cultivates relationships with well-established policymakers who take a hard line against Russia and support the treaty organization's perpetual expansion. Okay? That's why, family, earlier this year when we was talking about the Atlantic Council, we pointed out that they were the organization that was behind the Integrity Initiative. Right? I know some of you in the family... Remember this, right? And what was the other one? Uh, I can't think of. But if you if you go to uh, just Google the Integrity Initiative, you will run into uh, the Atlantic Council. Okay. So now they go on to say, <clears throat> now that you see what it really is, this is NATO. They say Biden has been among the think tank's most enthusiastic and well-placed allies. In 2011, Biden delivered the keynote address at the Atlantic Council's Leadership Award. Speakers like Zbigniew Brzezinski sniped at Obama for his bellicose posture towards Russia. Madeleine Ault, remember now, Brzezinski has always hated Russia, right? Because he's a Russian uh, runaway. Jew, all right? He's a Russian Jew. All right? Zig Big New, Biggie Rat. That's what he is. All right? Anyway, recall he created the Taliban and bragged about it, remember? Which was run by Osama bin Laden. Right? This is Zig Big New Brzezinski. 
uh, armed them in Afghanistan to bog down Russia with the U.S. backdoing underground financing the Taliban against Russia. Right? And they say that was one of the major reasons that uh, bankrupted Russia, because right after that war ended, they brought the war down, the wall down in Russia. But that was the big new Brzezinski, okay? So he was sniping at Obama, and Madeleine Albright was fretting over polls showing low public support for U.S. interventionism overseas. Biden emphasized the power, uh, the need to power Europe with non-Russian sources of natural gas when he was speaking. This provided an opportunity for Burisma and U.S. energy titans. These energy companies, from Chevron to Noble Energy, all happen to be top donors to the Atlantic Council. You wonder why Hunter's sitting on the oil and natural gas board, Burisma? Now you know why. They say the Atlantic Council in 2015 helped prepare a proposal for arming the Ukrainian military with offensive weaponry like Javelin anti-tank missiles. The Atlantic Council, uh, funded by two manufacturers of the Javelin system, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, uh, created a conflict of interest. Anders Aslan, a neoliberal economist, who helps oversee the Atlantic Council's programming on Russia and Eastern Europe, was quietly paid by Latvian banks to write a paper highlighting the progress that they was making battling corruption. When the fact is, family, as we've outlined, the whole system put in place by George Soros is corruption by definition. They say Aslan was asked to write uh, uh, the piece by Sally Painter, a longtime lobbyist for Latvian financial institutions, who was appointed to the Atlantic Council board in 2017. One of those banks was facing charges that it had engaged in money laundering. Pay for play grew, uh, grew the Atlantic Council's annual revenue from two million to 20 million in the past decade. Okay. And they churned out policy papers that suited their donors' interests. And, of course, family, those policies would be echoed on the talking head programs and the so-called news shows all over your propaganda thing that you call TV. They said government contributors included the Gulf monarchies, you know, Dubai, all of them, Saudi Arabia, they're all engaged in this madness. The State Department and Turkish interests, okay? They also give money to the Atlantic Council. Among top contributors is Viktor Pinchuk, one of the wealthiest people in Ukraine and a prolific donor to the Clinton Foundation. Did y'all hear that, family? Pinchuk donated $8.6 million to the Clinton's nonprofit throughout Hillary Clinton's Tenure as Secretary of State. Mainstream media scarcely mentions the critical 
a role that Joe Biden and Obama played in the 2013 and 14 Maidan revolt that replaced a democratically elected Russian-oriented government with a Western vassal. During the height of the Revolution of Dignity that played out in Kiev's uh, Maidan Square, Victoria Newland boasted that the U.S. invested $5 billion since 1991 in Ukrainian civil society, the structure that governs everything. Okay, in a phone conversation, the, her uh, her and the, uh, uh, Robert Kennedy could be heard plotting out the future government of the country. Frustrated with the European Union's reluctance to inflame tensions with Moscow because they depend on Russian uh, natural gas and oil family, so the European Union has always been reluctant to criticize Russia. Right. Anyway. Because of that, Newland exclaimed, fuck the EU, right? No outcry. But when uh, KRS-1 say, fuck the police, you know, folks got a problem with that. Uh, Anyway, they say by February 2014, the Maidan revolt succeeded in overthrowing Yanukovych uh, with the help of far-right ultra-nationalist street muscle. With a new U.S. approved government, Biden assumed a personal role in the day to day affairs. The Atlanta Council described Biden as, quote, the point person on Ukraine in the Obama, in the Obama administration. They say Biden made his first visit to post Maidan, Ukraine, in April 2014, as Kiev was launching its anti-terrorist operation against separatists who broke off from the new NATO-oriented Ukraine and its nationalist government, NATO-oriented Ukraine and its nationalist government and formed the People's Republic in the Russophone Donbass region. That's what I was talking about earlier about the faction that wanted to go with Russia, but they was too close to Ukraine. So a civil war broke out, all right? And, of course, wherever you see civil war, you see John McCain and Lindsey Graham and the rest of them uh, gangsters, right? Anyway, uh, they say uh, the fragmentation and proxy war flowed directly from regime change regime change that Biden helped oversee. Addressing the parliament in Kiev, Biden declared, quote, corruption can have no place in the new Ukraine. Quote, the United States has always been a driving force behind the IMF, a a multi-million dollar package to help Ukraine, unquote. That same month, Hunter Biden was appointed to the board of Burisma. So let me read that first quote again. This is Joe Biden making a speech in Kiev. Quote, corruption can have no place in the new Ukraine. We getting ready to give y'all some INF and some other international money. And we're going to kick y'all down. You know, just play along with us. 
and that's what went on, and that's why they don't want Trump and his people looking. Okay? They go on to say, Hunter Biden was no stranger to trading on his father's name. He served on the board of Amtrak. The train line his father rode more than 8,000 times, earning the nickname Amtrak Joe. Somehow, uh, he rose to senior vice president at MBNA, the bank that was the top contributor to Joe Biden's Senate campaign. Oh, Hunter. They say the vice president's son reached a board position at the uh, National Democratic Institute, a U.S.-funded democracy promotion organization heavily involved in pushing regime change in Ukraine. And then there was Burisma. Hunter Biden tried to repay the $50,000 a month gig by enlisting D.C. law firms Boyd, Schiller, and Flexner, where he served as a co-counsel to help improve Burisma's corporate governance. Burisma's corporate governance. Okay? The following January, uh, Zolachevsky's assets were frozen by the UK. Okay? Uh, he's the one that's uh, running the whole thing uh, with uh, Burisma, Zolachevsky. But don't nobody want to deal with it because uh, Burisma has a long history of corruption. And that's why, in order for it to continue the way it was, Biden, Joe Biden, had the attorney that was looking into the corruption, uh, had him fired and then bragged about it at the Council of Foreign Relations. Rudy Giuliani went and got the guy and got sworn depositions from him, okay, and other people who were directly involved, okay? And that's what set him off. They say, in a December 2015 op-ed, the editorial board of the New York Times took both Bidens to task, okay, uh, for unseemly business arrangements. Quote, it should be plain to Hunter Biden that any connection with the Ukrainian oligarch damages his father's efforts to help Ukraine. This is not a board he should be sitting on. This is 2015 in the New York Times, okay? Hunter Biden maintained that he had only a brief conversation with his father about Burisma. Despite his constant focus on Ukraine, the elder Biden claimed that this, this September that he never spoke to his son about his dealings in the country. On January 12, 2017, the criminal probes of Zolachevsky and Burisma were officially closed under a new Ukrainian prosecutor. This is right before Trump takes off his family. Joe Biden is cleaning up his loose ends. Okay? They say less than a week later, Biden returned to the Ukraine to make his final speech. And it was clear that the national project that the vice president presided over was a calamitous failure. Even the Atlantic Council's Aslan admitted that Ukraine had become the poorest country in Europe. The country had become the top recipient 
of remittances in Europe, with a staggering percentage of its population migrating abroad in search of work because they were implementing the theft of Ukraine. They call it austerity. You know what they wanted to put everybody on here in this country under Obama. Austerity. Okay? Now, they say that really means privatization and buying up government assets for pennies on the dollars. Okay? They say Biden seemed oblivious to the trends driving Ukraine into ruin. He he encouraged them to continue the IMF-led path of privatization and austerity. Zolachevsky was seeking influence in Washington, and he found it in the Atlantic Council, hours after he was cleared of corruption charges in Ukraine. Two days after the investigation of Zolachevsky ended, Burisma announced a major cooperative agreement with the Atlantic Council. The deal was linked by the director of the Atlantic Council's Eurasia program, a former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine named John Hertz. Burisma helped bankroll the Atlantic Council's programming. Burisma helped bankroll the Atlantic Council's programming. Board, the board member Hunter Biden declared, quote, one of the reasons that I'm proud to be a member of the board is that I believe we're trying to figure out a way to create a radical change in the way we look at energy, unquote. Hunter Biden left Burisma with $850,000 in earnings when his father launched his campaign this year. Okay? They say, The Financial Times noted that the American Chamber of Commerce in Ukraine had rejected Burisma's application for membership because they were crooked. The company just just does not pass the smell test, a businessman in Ukraine told the Financial Times. They say the Atlantic Council has provided a web of influence for figures like Biden and Zalachevsky. In the 2018 Atlantic Council event in New York City, at that event, Burisma advisor Pohatsky held a meeting with Kurt Volker, who was the State Department's uh, special liaison to Ukraine, a former special advisor to the Atlantic Council and national security hardliner. Volker earned praise from Biden as a solid guy. Okay. Volker also served as executive director of the McCain Institute because John McCain authored the congressional provision that required 20% of all aid to Ukraine go for offensive weapons because John McCain never saw enough dead bodies that made him puke. Short-armed, little murderous bastard. Okay, snitch. Doing Vietnam. Following his abrupt resignation this September, Volker was called to testify on the so-called Ukraine Gate affair. He defended Biden as a man of integrity who would never be influenced by money for his son. 
throughout Biden's tenure as the point person on Ukraine, there was one person constantly by his side named Michael Carpenter. He helped provide the vice president with talking points throughout Biden's trips through Ukraine. Once Trump was inaugurated, Carpenter accepted a fellowship at the Atlantic Council as a senior director of the newly founded Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. They say, at the Council of Foreign Relations event where Biden uh, made his notorious comments, well, son of a bitch got fired, okay? Carpenter was by his side, rattling off tough talking points about Russian interference. Carpenter has remained engaged in Ukraine and welcomed in 2018 Aubrey Peruvi to a meeting on Capitol Hill. Peruvi uh, was the founder of the Social National Party, who the Washington Post Eugene Robinson described as openly neo-fascist. Peruvi appeared in a Nazi-style uniform, packing a pistol. Okay? Then they go on to give you some who shot John, right? But I just wanted to give you, family, a much broader understanding of what Trump is fighting by way of NATO and the Atlantic Council and using propaganda to make it all work and how extensive this thing really is. So I don't want anybody to think that this is just some... uh, 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 Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi No This is NATO coming out of Europe But I say again Trump has his allies In no fear Because he's traveling in time That being the case I expect him to Don kill Illuminati Okay As per his job, his role as the Antichrist is. And that's really what we're dealing with here, family. This thing is way beyond what we see on the surface. There's a spiritual dimension to this thing that is absolutely off the charts. And I hope we kind of lent some of that and some of that old school good time music uh, to put LeBron James in his place. Uh, in In the classrooms, of the slow. That's where he belongs. All right. And no amount of money can cover up for his ignorance. And that goes for any of these Negroes running around out here talking about stuff that they have no clue about. I'm going to close with this bed. We take some phone calls. Stevie Wonder said okay. it best. If you believe in things you don't understand, then you suffer. Superstition ain't the way. That's what happens when you believe in things you don't understand. Go ahead, Sister Bear. And I just want to say that uh, we have 14 minutes that we're going to be on the Internet, and at the top of the hour you can listen uh, on your telephone if you have uh, any comments or questions that you would like to ask. 
You can call 323-642-1586, push the number one. And uh, Dr. Robert X, where are you going to be at? Is it this Sunday? Yes, Sister Bell, thank you. Uh, This Sunday at 11006 South Michigan, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., we'll be dealing with the metaphysics of the Joker, which feeds right into all of this that's going on, okay? Uh, We're going to look at it from a spiritual perspective and add a little flavor uh, uh, to what the Joker, at least this version of him, really represents. Again, that's from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. It's free of charge, but we do accept donations, okay? All right, and you say you and you can contact me about yeah, you can contact me at mccrayr nine five nine nine at yahoo dot com. Go ahead, Beth. I'm sorry. Okay, and I also want uh, the family to continue, please, to send your donations in to Dr. Robert X so he can continue uh, his excellent research because so many of us, including myself, would just be walking around in the dark wouldn't have a, a, too much of a clue of what's going on. But thanks to the time and effort that Dr. Robert X put in, we we see we are going into this 2020 year with 2020 vision. Thanks That's to right. uh, Dr. Robert X. And, and truth um, to power. Let's see. <laughs> yes, yes, the truth to power family. Very much so. Okay, so again, the call-in number is 323-642-1586, and push the number 1-773-895. Yes, how y'all doing tonight? Hi, Derek. Great, great. (laughs) What's going on? All right, I'm going to make this real quick. Okay, all right. Uh, Going back. To the Justice League movie uh, We discussed a couple years ago And remember We were talking about how in the beginning Of the movie um, They 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 went this, There was a small screenshot That went to the Daily Planet And they had to remember We were talking about how uh, there was a picture On the front page yeah. of the Daily Planet Of Prince That's uh, right. David Bowie And right. Superman And That's course, right. the key question was have these aliens return to their planet. And mm-hmm. it was interesting when you had brought up David Boy and Prince that took me back to that um, at the beginning of the show. That's right. And sometimes we forget those things, Brother Derek. That's why it's important that people like you, who's kind of like chronicling a lot of this stuff, and others, because um, mm-hmm. I can't possibly remember all of this stuff, but you're absolutely correct. They killed all three of them, didn't they? Right. But now they resurrected the Superman, but um, because mm-hmm. like I said, he actually died in the uh, Superman versus Batman movie, but in the Justice League movie, they resurrected him with the um, with uh, with a cube. Uh, but like that's I said, that's right. a whole di- that's a whole different story right there. But now that course, with that being. Mm-hmm. The cube represents the black cube, okay? The cube of Saturn right. that many claim is the uh, the headquarters, the car celeb 
of the real Jewish thing, the worship of Saturn and Saturnalia that we're heading into right now, okay, with the so-called Christmas season, is Saturnalia. Uh, but also uh, that cube represents uh, the book of Revelation. Uh, it's written in a cube, okay, that we went through. That's one of the most fascinating things you ever see. And even more importantly, again, to tie the spiritual dynamic to this thing, uh, the D-Wave quantum computer computer, yes, is a black cube that's used to alter, to go into the other dimensions at the highest levels of government. It's called the D-Wave quantum computer. And what it does, again, to back up my argument about all of this, is it 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 does something that the regular computers doesn't do. It has what they call superposition, where the ones and zeros, which is symbolic of the male and the female, occupy the same space at the same time. That's what the quantum effects are. Okay? So that lines up with the uh, man being woman and women being men because superposition allows them to occupy both spaces at the same time in quantum physics with the quantum computers. That's the governing system that they're putting in place right now. You tell me this stuff is crazy. Hell, I'm not just, man, it's beyond that. But now, okay, point number two, going back, going back to the Joker movie. I know I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to have to now. You remember this scene uh, no, right don't, before? Don't, uh, don't hold it. <laughs> oh, I got it. Well, okay. I'm a. How can I say this? There was a part of the movie where Bruce Wayne's father and his mother were coming out of the show, coming out of the movie yeah. theater. Yeah. And what caught my attention was the movie that they, they were watching. The, it was two of them. Yes, that's Golden correct. Blade. Yes. And blowout. Say that again. Tell tell them again. Zorro the Gay Blade and Blowout. What did we say about Zorro? Now, I didn't hear everything that you said okay. about Zorro. Well, let me tell you what we said earlier in the program, Sister Bear. We said Zorro was the, the Spanish version of Batman. And that they both represent okay. sadomasochism with the all black. And the mask, yes. Yes, and they all, they both represent the 1%. Filthy rich. Don't say the peasants, but he's working for the 1%. Don Diego. Mm. I used to watch Zorro as a kid. Okay. Right. And then the next thing I knew, every black man in the hood had a Zorro mustache. That little thinny, little tiny little thing. Okay? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, that was funny. They didn't know that he was the gay blade, but that's really right. interesting that with Derek Ain't it. That, that those were the two movies <laughs> that his mom and his daddy was coming out of. And but what, what was interesting about it, when I, I quickly when I when I saw that, when I got home, I Googled the movies. They came out in 1981, and so apparently that wasn't no accident. That the, you know, as far as the movie, that that that's the time frame when the movie took place. But then it also took me back to another place back in 1981. 
correct me if I'm wrong, um, Rob, wasn't President Reagan in office in ni- back in 1981? Yes. Yeah. That was his first year. Oh. And that made me think about how the political climate and stuff was back then as far as the jobs leaving and people was losing their jobs, getting laid off. And, man, it it, it was crazy. Closing steel and, mills and the whole bit. Exactly. Especially They closed especially the steel here mills in here in Chicago and took the go. people's pensions. That's Rockefeller family. Yep. Rockefeller was wow. running them steel mills on the east side of Chicago. And he closed, they closed and they padlocked the doors. And them mm-hmm. people over there in Hedwich, they're, you know, it's way over east. Uh, right. Southeast. Avenue E, Avenue O, yeah. yeah. That's right. Going it, it borders, that's right. It borders Indiana. You're absolutely correct. Wow. But them white folks was okay. mad as hell, boy. Just took their pitch yeah. and told them they wouldn't get nothing. Wow. And for okay, at point number three, um, Osiris, Iris, and Horus. For some strange reason, within the past three weeks, uh, Bad Brother Rob, I've been listening to a lot of Wu Tang Clan, going back listening mm-hmm. to their old music because I guess when they first came out, it was one of those things where yeah, I knew about them, but it went off my head. And I was looking at a lot of old interviews by um, one one of the members, um, Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah, and he kept saying, he kept calling himself Baby Jesus and Osiris. That and is correct. I remember, and I remember he was doing that back then, but I didn't know what metaphysically what he was really trying to say because it went over my head. And so I've been going back, like I said, within the past week or so, looking at his old interviews, and I said he was calling himself Osiris. Yep. So my question was, as far as the group, Maybe they were ahead of their time in terms of uh, knowing who they were, knowing that self, because I know Rizzo, the producer, he would always say that the group's foundation was based on a lot of, like I said, karate movies and stuff. Like the That's best. right. Maybe uh, but now he's in the mix, ain't he? A little bit further. He's in the mix, R- too. Rizzo but in the mix, ain't he? The key thing was knowledge, knowledge of self. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah he in the mix, ain't he? Yes, he and is. How about Red Man? Didn't they put Red Man in the mix for a minute? Yep, and Red Man's back in the mix too. Um, and, and if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, um, I saw an article a couple weeks ago where Def Jam had actually went back and re-signed Red Man, LL Cool J, DMX, and I think Method Man. I said, "What the hell?" Well, you know, yeah, some was up because uh, Raekwon, right? Who mm-hmm. was arguably one of the most talented in the group and dirty right. who was always uh uh my guy okay uh i had more respect for dirty than all the rest of them okay and then right. came raekwon right. all right mm-hmm. if you want a real good song um raekwon did a joint called the ghetto okay and i've did this before and it goes something like i got bills and shit to pay and another mouth on the way, I'm ghetto. Right? He's talking about ghetto life. All right? Right. And what he has to do to take care of his family. It's really a nice, nice joint. Really nice. Okay? Was that on his first uh, album? I'm not sure. 
But I know Dirty, Dirty was the mouthpiece. Dirty would say things that the rest of them didn't want to say. Dirty was saying things like, they following me. They trying to kill me. Kill me. I remember that. And the next thing you know, he dead. Right. That's after they locked him up now. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Now, now I'm thinking about that now. I, I'm thinking, and it was funny, when I, we talked about that um, John Patage book about the, um, the FBI Secret Wars of Tupac, and they mm-hmm. mentioned, he mentioned that Wu-Tang Clan was actually monitored by the FBI and the CIA, just oh, as well as NWA and other people. And I said, why gotta, Wu-Tang Clan? But you got to understand, as we went over the Jeffrey Epstein thing, who is the mm-hmm. FBI? What are they really? Mm, okay. That's the mafia. Let me make it easy. That's the mafia. Right. Mafia. Now, okay. who was following uh, and had them under surveillance? The FBI. There? Thank you. Huh? Now, so that means the mob had them under surveillance. Last question. Who run the music industry? The mob. Mafia. Oh, okay, I'm just checking. I'm just checking here. That's all we're doing. We're just trying to connect some dots here so we can kind of have a better understanding of what's really going on. The FBI is the mob. I would say I would say put I would say more or less the Jew, the Jewish mafia, but you know, we really want to get down to it. Well, that's what we're talking about. Ain't no other mafia. Right. Even the one that came here from Russia. A big piece of it is right here in Illinois, on that north side, secluded, is the mafia. You go to New York, guess what? Russian mafia. Guess what? Overwhelmingly Jewish. Same thing in L.A. and a lot of these other cities. Wow. But okay, no. um, Yeah. Great talking points. I did I did manage to find that uh, article you were talking about, the Atlantic Council, so I'm going to go ahead and save it, and I'm going to try to download it. So, yeah. all right, y'all, peace and love, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, and I don't do talking points, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's for the politicians, man. They be trying to steer the right, people in the right. direction they want them to go, so they come with fake but, talking but, points. They're all saying the same hey. thing. I gotta say one more thing about this, but but that damn LeBron James. It's like you gonna sit up there and want to get into a, a intellectual debate with the GM from Houston, from the Houston Rockets. It looks like the Houston Astros are going to the World Series, but that man is alumni MIT, and LeBron never even smelt like it really was going to matter anyway. But he never even smelt, uh, sniffed a college campus. So yeah, but we ain't gonna hold that against him. That see, that's no, not really not? relevant. What's relevant okay. is okay. his his level of ignorance. That's what's relevant. See, I didn't go. I went to three years of college and refused the four. I don't. I could care less because it ain't gonna define right. me. But ain't nothing stopping right. him from true. hiring people who are well versed in uh, geopolitics to teach him. Okay, like say um uh, um. Uh, uh, who are the brothers? Uh, 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 like, for, say, a Professor Griff, 
sitting at the feet of a Steve Copley and a Khaled Muhammad, learning what the hell is going on before he opened his mouth. Mm -hmm. As opposed to a Dre, who's the other side of that equation, ain't opened his mouth in 20-some years because he's too busy making money. They put him all over TV, didn't they? Yes, they did. Thank you. I wonder why. Wow. And him and uh, Jimmy Iovine had dedicated, I forgot the amount of money was to to build some type of uh, music, some type of music program or center or something at at the university, at USC, uh, at USC. If you're going to do that, you may as well go sign yourself up to be a, a, a crash test dummy. Right. You know, it takes a lot to be a crash test dummy, brother Derek. I'm sure it does. They say you can learn a lot from a crash test dummy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just like that other commercial, this is your brain on drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the crash test dummy never complained. Not one time about running to the wall. You know, you right, and he never, never will. Yeah, That's but right. um, <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm done with y'all. So, <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up that song though by Rayquan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You'll love it, man. Oh, no doubt. All right, y'all. I'm gonna go ahead and mute my line. All right, hope that. Okay. All right. Hotel. Okay. Uh, let's see. Eight three two five zero eight. Eight three two five zero eight. How y'all doing tonight? Hotel great, family. Great. Hey, 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 brother! I sent you that article last night because uh, I seen it and almost passed out. I yeah, mean, I got it. Go he ahead. He looked like a he looked like a little bitty woman in all of that dress like that. I just said to myself, I said, "Wow." And I, yep. I read the article, and the one thing that stood out to me was his willingness to abandon anything that had to do with, like, uh, fighting for, for for black people and where we trying to go. He was like, it was a fad and it was over with. Now it's the time to move on to women's issues because women are the future, and you need to use your masculinity to make sure that, you know, women get in position to do what they got to do. And to me... I don't got a problem with supporting women, but I think black women fall under the umbrella of black period. So fighting for black folk is fighting for black women. So, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't understand where he was going with that, but you know, he, he, uh, Will I Am and Kanye, they all basically the same type of individuals to me. Uh, Will I Am is from East LA. He's not even from black Los Angeles. He come out of the projects in East LA. Okay. Um, uh, I remember when he was coming up. Easy E signed that group first, uh, Black Eyed Peas, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't work out. But I remember I used to go to a spot called Pedro's Grill off in Hollywood, and right after they signed a big deal, when they became the famous Black Eyed Peas we know now, watching them right. perform and just looking at the audience they attracted, 
and uh, looking at the membership, I, I could just I said to myself, I said, this this is like a, a diversity play. This is some type of uh, propaganda because eventually they got rid of the black girl and added the white girl who was singing. You had the Filipino guy, and you had the one brother, I think he's mixed, and Will I Am is just a black guy. I said, yeah, they're going for the diversity play. And sure enough, yep. that's, that's what it's been since then. And and all in the video, videos, go ahead. In the, in the uh, in the video that Tutmo sent me, it was like a collage of him in different places, and everywhere yep. they showed him, it was all white people, the audiences. Yep. Yep. And he totally he loves, white. He he also loves to merge himself with technology and machines. I guess you know, yeah. implying that that's the future. You know, he loves that type of. Uh, that video too. That's okay. right. So uh, as far as uh, uh, Joker, brother, I ain't gonna lie to you. I sat through that and I enjoyed it, but I can see how if you ain't stable, <laughs> you might not make it through, man. Because uh, <laughs> hey, man, hey, the Joker was dealing with a level of psychosis that I don't think most people even understand, man. And uh, that's right. You know, Bruce Wayne. He 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 was a shit. He was a shit bag. All right, let's call it what it is. I I ain't gonna get too much into him, but you know you can Remember understand. Now, you can understand why the Joker wasn't big on Bruce Wayne. That's right. But remember now, go back to the 1966 version of Batman. I forget what episode. Right Bro, there on I was TV. Born in 73. I'm born in 73. That, what makes you think I'm? <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. No, no, you're okay. going to want to after this one Because what All they right. showed In that little TV episode Was they held a party And they pointed out that uh, uh, The daddy Was basically a member of Skull and Bones Skull and Bones, and they that's were, right and you, you you said that eight years ago And I went and got correct. it on YouTube That's that right, is right. That would be an old white lady to say Oh yeah, we <laughs> Skull and Bones <laughs> Oh, we, we covered that Eight years ago on this show yeah. That is correct, and, and now here it comes up again, because now when you view the old man, now you know why he had the attitude that he did. Yep, and, and, and I tell you, I was left confused between Bruce Wayne and the mother. I didn't know who was lying. I'm not going to say lying about what, but I just didn't quite get who was lying. That's uh, right. And, and And I guess through that confusion or whatever, Joker, you know, he went wherever he went mentally and, you know, became, I guess, whatever he became. But uh, 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 to me, after watching that movie, one of the things I've come to realize is the Joker always seems to get away. And sometimes it seems as though Batman kind of let him. And I wondered if it was, after looking at that movie, was it the possible uh, 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 commonality that they share that may have been responsible for him allowing him to kind of get away at times, you know? Like they were just, each other's alter ego? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, they're just, it's like, wow, okay. Because once you understand Bruce Wayne, certainly you got to understand that Batman, ain't, 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 he understands that he didn't come up in a perfect situation. Like they tried right. to portray kind of in the 80s and 90s with the cartoon series. It's, it's right. a lot of skeletons and different things in different people's closets. And he was aware of it because he he witnessed it, you know, as as a young boy. So, 
I gotta ask Go you. I meant to ask Derek. Do you recall the name of the character that was played by uh, the black guy in Batman? Wow. No, Morgan I don't. Morgan Freeman. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I don't. It man, look. It it had Lucifer or Satan written all over it. that name that he used. I wish somebody can tell me that name. Wow. Well. And of course, and, uh, he was working underground to produce all of Batman's gear. Uh, the black man working underground. And at the time that uh, movie came out, uh, go ahead, Bear. Uh, this is our topmost. He might know it. Hold on. Three one seven. I got it. Seven nine. I got it. And tell Derek. Yes. Derek is still on. Good. He's still his line's still open. Go ahead. His name was Lucius Fox. Fox. Lu- exactly. Yes. Okay, what and of course, Lucius. Lucius Fox. Lucius Fox. And of course, Lucius is a derivative of Lucifer, and yeah. Fox has a numeric value of 666, right? <laughs> yeah. And remember, when that movie came out, he was also a major player, right? Uh, uh-huh. In the movie called, um, uh, what was it? Uh, it had to do with the cards, these card sharks. Okay. Was it uh, Magic? I forget the name of it. Oh, but these yeah, people... you're talking about uh, uh, when they was doing the, the Magic and explaining that it went back to the days of Egypt. Uh, I right. The name of that movie. Exactly. Yeah, it, was a, it, was a, it was a hell of a movie, though. That's yeah, right. And, of course, he ended up in jail at the end of the movie as Lucifer. That's right. That's underground, right. using magic. That's right. That's now right. you see me. Thank you, my brother. There you go. Now, okay. now I got <laughs> real, real, real quickly, uh, two more things. Go ahead. Uh, you were talking about entertainment. And uh, Tommy Boy Records, which Wu-Tang was signed to, was owned and operated by Steve Rifkin. But there was a very interesting character who I got a chance to witness and notice that even Wu-Tang members had a lot of reverence from named Uncle Pauly. Okay, it was later mm-hmm. explained to me that Steve Rifkin and Uncle Pauly was Italian mafia. So all of that, oh, all of that high-strung pro-black nonsense and everything they be kicking, when they got around Uncle Pauly and Steve Rifkin, they left that shit at the door. Okay, now... What did I... Go ahead. You, you, hey, I'm just trying to bring it home for you, bro. And I've seen it yes, with my eyes. Okay, I was on yes, the soundstage for uh, the, uh, the the video they did on the on the green screen over off of Slauson in L.A. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name. It, it, it was a big old marketing campaign for the so Triumph. Triumph, that was the name of the song. And that's where okay. I got a chance to see Uncle Polly and uh, Steve Rifkin. And Steve Rifkin was just a little bitty white guy, and all he did was wear a sweater with his sleeves rolled up and a Rolex on. Very yes. Italian, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, uh, a Suge Knight reversal of judgment. They claim that they wrongly paid this woman Lydia Harris a hundred and seven million dollars. Oh, oh hold on, hold on, Stug- hold on, hold on. Uh huh. Steve Rifkin is Jewish. Okay. He's not Italian. Okay. Well, okay, well Uncle Polly, <laughs> they seem to insinuate that he acted. He was an Italian dude when I seen him. And I do know okay. that Italians and Jews do business together. Oh, yeah. So, 
Oh, know, yeah. They do the dirty work for the Jews. But uh, anyway, uh, 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 yeah, Suge Knight. They took everything from him, got him in jail, and now to add insult to his injury, they're sitting there saying that they wrongly gave this woman $107 million, which forced him, I guess, to liquidate or forced the courts to liquidate death row records and hand it over, this, this judgment, to this woman. But she was in, she was in a, a bankruptcy uh, proceedings at the time and couldn't legally file a lawsuit against anybody because she was going through bankruptcy. But right. she's claiming that she, she, she's the wife of Harry O, who was basically the, the blood slash dope dealer out of the Nickelodeon Project in L.A. He was in prison, but this was his wife, okay? Right. And so he funded Death Row Records. Well, they sued uh, Suge to get their part of the record, the record company. And right. So, uh, the courts decided that, no, nah, that, wasn't, that wasn't a legitimate uh, lawsuit. So I don't know how he's supposed to get his money back. I don't know if he can get his company back, catalog, anything. But even if he got it back, there's so many lawsuits out there against him, he's still going to lose it again anyway. So uh, He but, won't uh, get the company back. They're going to give him a, a little bit of money when he get out, right? But here's, here's yeah. the deal. I said this a little while, just a few minutes ago. You can learn a lot. Finish that up for me. You can learn a lot from what? Listening? <laughs> Paying attention? A, a crash test dummy. From a crash test dummy. <laughs> uh, I hear you. Well, that's, that's all I wanted to say, man. I know y'all got other people, but I just want to listen. Leave me on hold, man. Y'all have a yes, good sir. Night. Okay. You yes, sir. Excellent call again, okay. my brother, as usual. <laughs> Uh, uh, Tugboat, you got? Do you have something to say? Um, and let me open up line. We got the round table going. Let me open up four zero five five six eight four zero five five six eight. Peace, peace, family. Hotel, peace, hotel. Yes, sir. Oh, okay, greetings. Uh, go ahead, Thomas. Get it off, brother. Yeah, I just uh before he I'm sure he probably just waiting to get somewhere uh, where he could talk. Um okay. with that song you had played, um at first I thought that didn't Death Row just get bought by Mattel toy company or something? Who is that? Death Row Records. I think it got sold to Mattel Toy Company or something. I don't know. Maybe oh, uh-huh, man. Yeah. I don't even know, yeah, man. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I heard that. And then um, the song you played, that the one, the Grand Poobah song, uh, the stab you in your back, or the backstab. Yeah, sorry. backstab. All, they, it's like they melded two songs, because if you remember, I think it was uh, Bobby Womack that sung, um, Why Did You Have to Trust Me So Much? Oh, I and love that, that song, a, man. That was a true story, though. He really did that to his best friend. The best friend was friend. Sam Cooke. Yeah, so that's what that song was about, huh? Yes. Wow. Mm. Damn, I mean, he put his heart and soul in, into that song, man. Wait a minute. He really, he really he regretted it. Huh? Sam Cooke. Say that again. Sam 
Sam Cook took who woman? Sam took Cook took his, or he no, took No, Bobby Sam. Womack took Sam Cook's woman. Yeah. Because yeah. Sam Cook well, was had Sam women Cook. everywhere. That's what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> but every now and then you run into one them. Every now and then you run into one of them Wayne twangers. And that's what she was. She was a Wayne twanger. <laughs> I ain't what's never heard of that one. Tang- I can't it bear. Don't, it don't I like can't. Some I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, any brother doesn't have one of them Wayne twangers. He can tell you what it's about. Okay. Pull your soul. Put take your soul from you. Okay. <laughs> a, a Wayne twanger. Now y'all know. Mm, okay. But he said, hey, Rob, I trust me so much. I think you really trust me too much. Oh. <laughs> what, what a what a dog. Okay. Sam Cook singing Twisting the Night Away and uh, I was born by the river in a little tent. <laughs> right. And Bobby Womax running around sneaking with his woman, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. And Bobby Womack was the guitar player for Sam Cooke. Oh, okay. And, and partial writer. Okay. Oh, yeah. True story. But what you think about that oh, uh, a Grand Poover joint, Mel? Yo, I never, ever heard that song. Oh man, you got to get into yeah. that whole album, man. Grand Poopa 2000. Yeah, I never even heard it. I'm gonna have to get up on that. You mm-hmm. blew me away, though, brother. You you had me like, damn. You start quoting Ray Kwan. I'm like, this brother, man. I start texting Tutmos like, hey, man, hey, he, what he don't you know, know about? What? That was that was <laughs> Ghostface Killer. That wasn't Ray Kwan with the ghetto. I found it. It was Ghostface Killer, but Ray Kwan, Capadonna, and you God was on the song. That is correct. That's right. My bad. But I don't separate it. All right. With all them on there, you can pick either one of them. Born in the gutter, a black pops and a Puerto Rican mother. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Have you been watching that that series? They got a series that comes on every two days. It's called um, Wu Tang, an American saga. You know I have it. Yeah, it's it's pretty actually a pretty good mini series, and it's like okay. they don't like the fifth okay. episode now. So you might want to check that out too. But I'm about to get back in here in hell, man. Thank you for taking my call, and I love y'all. Peace. Yes, sir. I love you, brother, man. Hotel. All right, let me open. Where touch most? Touch uh, most. Go ahead, there. <laughs> four four three eight one three. Four four three eight one three. Hotel family, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hotel yes, family. I just want I just want to say something real quick. Uh, real quick on YouTube, it was crazy because I um like three years ago I sent my niece something. Uh, I mean we already talked about it, but it's it's on YouTube. It's called Hollywood Mind Control Disney Magic Illuminati Celebrities Wash Your Brain uh, MK Ultra Programming. 
the interesting thing, it was born in first. If y'all check it out, but they actually got into <laughs> the um, the guy got into it. He used to work in uh, Hollywood or whatever, and he started mm-hmm. exposing everybody. And he actually got in. He started talking about how how uh, started talking about the moon child with the billionaire and what was the girl who died? Anna Nicole Smith, a hot child. It's a moon right. child, right? And gets into that. And he also got into uh, Obama being a clone and actually broke it down, which I'm sure a lot of people did. But once again, like I said, it was like three years ago, and I just went back and listened to it. So I just wanted to put that right. out there for the family. That's all. Do you know who, you know who the author of, of that was? Actually, I, it, 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 I can't play it because I'm on the phone with you, but it's a, it's a husband and wife. It's a husband and wife, and they out in Cali. They out in Cali somewhere. They still do okay. They're still doing it and everything. But if you check out uh, okay. YouTube, just play back what I just said. <laughs> It'll pop up because it gets into like the Arab Britney Spears and the Disney kids gets into Walt Disney, everything everybody knows. But it gets into how they were trying to create the moon child, which I thought was very interesting. The reason why Anna Nicole Smith was able to marry that billionaire, because you already know at that type of level with that type of money, they're not just going to let anybody get that money. So he that's right. How the, fam- how the family was all staking. Uh, uh, the, um, the whole court system was stake on that level of trying to just battle him, but his he was the grandson of Hitler. He, he breaks it down, and he, he was explaining why they wanted the bloodline to give it to the child. And then it gets into why they, you know, they killed her after that and all that other stuff. Because once okay, you her... To, when you get a chance, you got to text me the name of that, because my pen oh, ain't handy, so I didn't write it down. Uh, so yeah. make sure you text me that when you get a chance. Oh, I, I got it. It was like once again, real quick. It was real interesting because he said they've been trying to create the moon child for a while because um, the way he explained it, the moon child needs the wealth to control the people like George Soros. But the way they did the lineager and to make her Hitler's great grandchild, she will have the bloodline or something in the, in that effect on how she'll be able to control the paradigm shift over there. It was real interesting. I didn't get a fan. Yeah, I want I want to check that out because. You know that goes back to Alistair Crowley. Yeah, and they were speaking okay. about that. They were speaking yeah, about that's Alice what he Crowley. was doing. And Cause then Jack right. Parsons later. Right, because Jack Parsons wives, with the Scarlet with the Scarlet let the Scarlet Lady. Right, he gets in he gets in all that, and he was talking about people I didn't know about. So I didn't, I, I wanted to put the information out, but I didn't want to give it all out until I really finished looking at it to get all my information yeah. correct. But. But when he got on the Hitler part and how they was trying to, uh, why they did that with Anna Nicole was real interesting. Then they get to Britney Spears and all this other shit, how she got deprogrammed. And everything we just seen. Wow. And, you know, the, and what's the, the name of it again? I'm going to tell you right now. Because I got YouTube up now. All right. Put in Hollywood Mind Control. Hollywood Disney Mind Control. Magic, Disney Magic. Illuminati celebrities, and it's going to be Wash Your Brain, MK Ultra programming. And you, you're going to see Britney Spears with a Mickey Mouse hat. You're going to see uh, the crazy white boy who took his red out. You're going to see him on there. You're going to see an evil, demonic looking Mickey Mouse. Yeah, whatever happened to Britney Spears? She, she just fell completely off, right? I think she was out Vegas doing shows for like $90 million or something. 
at one of the casinos, what? and that was it. Yeah, that was a while ago, though. Like two years. That's the last I heard of. I thought she had went crazy, shaved her head, and, you know, basically had... Said, uh, go ahead. No, no, they said the reason why she said that, everybody knows she went crazy, but she was deprogramming herself. That's why she went like well, that. Uh, that's what I was getting ready to say. Because when they realize what they're doing... Right. When they realize what they're doing to them, they need to change their image, like how Prince changed his name to a symbol. You see what I'm saying? To have some type of control yeah. back itself. But... Well, you know, she's a, all I can say about her is she a long way from Annette Funicello. Long way. Uh, man, they get into that girl. Uh, what's her name? I can't remember. I, I don't know. I don't know them singers, man. But uh, you, you never heard of Annette Funicello, have you? Oh, I know Annette. <laughs> she was the number one Mickey Mouse person. And that's right. And they had yeah. her all over. I don't know. She grew old. She didn't. It didn't. It didn't get to her that way because she ended up going to Hollywood and making movies with Bobby Darren and and all of them, right? Troy Donahue and okay. you know doing the whole beach movies with the white boy and the on the surfboard and you know that whole thing. Right. It was like right. the comic. It was like the movie version of uh, Archie with Victoria and uh, what was the other girl? Uh, Y'all remember Archie? See, I'm really dating myself with yeah, Archie yeah, from yeah. the comic book. Yeah, yeah. They had the, um, yeah, that was 1950. With... Go ahead, brother. No, no, go ahead. No, I was saying because I remember they came out with Get Smart after that. Yeah, but that was 1950s white America. You know, right. college college folks, right? And the same right. thing right. I mentioned Jan, some years ago. Jan and Dean uh, and all that other stuff. Yeah, but this is a little different, Derek, in that it was basically depicting college life. This was specifically college life. And uh, that's why I mentioned a few months ago, and I went. And wa- I actually went and watched episodes of this thing, and it just had me cracking up on no end. That was Dobie Gillis. Now, I oh, know yeah. I mentioned Dobie Gillis, and I had to go back and look at it. I actually went back and looked at some of them old episodes, and it was mind-blowing to me. And, and the one stuff that... Go ahead. In that video, they talked about an old cartoon. It was called Chicken Little, the old one, and how the fox was looking mm-hmm. over the fence. And what the fox did was got a psychology book. Um and read it and how to he wanted to eat you know the chickens but he Absolutely. didn't want to go over the fence so what he did was he read the book that's a psychology it. book huh? <laughs> yeah, and it's in there and it, uh, and I, yeah, it is it, the whole cartoon is in there he breaks it down and he was you know what he did was make a long story short he took a piece of star off a of cardboard and he and he slingshot it and hit the chicken in the head because the chicken little wasn't that intelligent so Right. Yeah, they had the rooster. They had the rooster will be AKA like the mayor, the president. So when to him, Chicken Little said the sky's falling, the stars are falling out the sky. He had proof. He ran to the people, and this, the other, the, the big rooster in there was telling everybody not to believe him. So then the fox shot him with it, and then, but then everybody it was get got to see it, and so they believed Chicken Little, and then he just got up on the podium looking like Napoleon, you know, follow me, this and that. And the whole time, the uh, wolf is whispering things to the fence to him like he's God. 
So then Chicken right. Littles listened to him, and then they all broke out. They, they then he told everybody run to the cave, and of course the wolf was in the cave. And at the end, you just see the wolf set up all the um, wishbones as a grave site. It, <laughs> yeah, sound smiling. like. So in other words, that was the beginning of the uh, franchising of Kentucky Fried, huh? <laughs> and it, it was right. It was interesting, but because they actually got into magic in there, which is magnetic. If you take out the uh, ti, yeah, ti, mm-hmm. it's become magic, and it got into um, man. It's, it was deep. It, it, it's just deep. I'm not gonna get into it because I'm not. I, some other things I don't know, but it was very interesting. Very interesting. And he, like he said, he doesn't get a lot of publicity because he's self-funded. And, you know, if you don't have a platform. To the level like media has, you won't really get yeah. on. So I'm gonna have to go back and check them out. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to put that out there. Appreciate it, my brother. Okay. Thank no you. Time. <clears throat> no time. Um, three four seven eight zero five. And we also can have two. Yes, we can, Tugmo. Hotel Tugmo. Hotel, peace to the family. Peace to the family. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah Death Row Records was bought by Hasbro. Ah. Hasbro. Yeah, That's yeah. That's the military. military. I know it was a toy company. That's really the military. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's yeah. G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's given the toy cover, but it's really the military industrial complex. Pass, bro. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead, yeah. Tubbo. Yeah, well, they bought the the music um, because they want to start making their own original programming. Um, so when you think about it, you got um, DC, which is the Joker and Batman and all of them. And you right. got Mattel and uh, Marvel, which is the Avengers and Spider-Man and all of that. Right. So, um, and that's also X Men is not Marvel, but the third mm-hmm. branch of that superhero thing is all the characters that used to be cartoons on Hasbro, uh, the Transformers, GI Joe. Uh, you know, these are the all big blockbuster. Yeah, <laughs> these are the big blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but yeah. So they what they saw was the um. The documentaries on Tupac and um, and on um, Sugar and all of that, and they saw the NWA movie, so they picked up Death Row, so they have the rights to not only all the music but to make original programming based around the stories from the music and the yeah. actual people that made the music. So expect a lot of um, you know um, movies and things to come out about Suge and about Dre and about all those characters because Hasbro will be putting the money behind all that. Yeah, and that's why I said, they'll give him a few dollars, but he ain't never going to get that paperwork back. Oh, right. Yeah, now that Hasbro got it, you can forget it. You'll never never be, that's a, you know, multi-billion dollar corporation. He can't. Yes, sir. He's in jail, too. I think he got like 25 years. He's not coming That's right. soon. And but you know, he does well. Sure, always able to pull some strings, man. 
<laughs> yeah, but you know, I've been watching some. Um, you know, it's this this dude that comes on on YouTube, man, and I, I consider him to be very dangerous, man. It's a white boy too. His name is DJ Vlad, and Vlad has. Oh yeah. I know who you're talking about. He has a fixation on all these death row, Tupac, uh, what happened the night Tupac got shot, what happened the night Biggie. It's like, man, this dude, he's interviewing the people, and they all, to me, they snitching. But, you know, I guess it's been 30 years almost, so everything is cool. But, you know, they just telling, man, I was in the car, and this is what happened, and such and such shot, such and such, and... And you get in the pieces of all the story put together. And I'm looking at what Shug was able to do uh, with, with the, you know, a local street game. And I'm wondering if he wasn't CIA or FBI. Because it's, it's a lot but, of stuff he did. It was like, man, you know. Now, it could be, you know, an L.A. thing because, like you said, you know, it's the who wants that out here. You know what I'm saying? Right. You wouldn't even try you wouldn't even think of trying to do half of that stuff. Like you'll be you'll be sleeping with the fishes. You know what I'm saying? And your mother too. But you forgot hey, but Thomas. You, mm-hmm. I, I was just gonna say, you forgot one other option, my brother. What's you that, can bro? learn a lot. From a crash test dummy. So yeah. sure could have been a crash test dummy too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. but but you know that book, the book we was talking about, the FBI Super Secret World Two. Now yeah, the author did say in there that that yeah, John Patai said that Suge Knight was an FBI informant, you know, working under the so-called Death Row label. You know, he was a plant there mm-hmm. to make sure Tupac signed to the label so they can basically kill him. That that was documented in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. And, um, yeah, when you look at that, I mean, it's just a lot of stuff that he was, you know, went up in a major record company and grabbed the executive and, you know, like, what? <laughs> man. Right off the football field. Yeah, it's like, man, I right. don't know. Right, UNLV. Man. Somebody, somebody <laughs> was, um, he had the greater hands watching over him, man. I don't wait, care. wait, no wait, drugs, wait, 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 you know. wait. Where did he go to school, Derek? He oh, plays football at UNLV. Thank you. Who run Las Vegas? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just checking. Juice. The Jews. I'm just checking. There you go. That's all. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Now another thing old Dirty used to say, which is true, him the um Mizza, who um you know, he was the, the inventor or all that and um the Jizza, they're all first cousins. And um yeah. right. Seneca Seneca Indian tribe out in um Long Island. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And if you ride out there it's a bunch of brothers on the tribe. It ain't no white people. It ain't no quote unquote um Tonto. You know what right. I'm saying? It ain't no Mexican <laughs> looking Indians out there. Same thing up in um when you go up to the um up in Connecticut and um upstate New York where you go up in like Bear Mountain, all a bunch yeah. of brothers. But it also um <clears throat> the the Pequot, they own the um hotel casinos out there. 
all brothers right. with dreadlocks, man. They got locks. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, they definitely brothers, man. No doubt about yeah. it. In fact, you can see Trump saying um, back then, they don't look like no Indians I ever saw. What they tell him, Tonto is a little further out west, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They was like, nah, we the real Indians, bro. You know, and they, the city council was like, yeah, man, they've been here since the beginning of time. And Trump was like, man, nobody I know would think they were Indians. You know, those are niggas. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, yo, LeBron James, brother. Come you know, on. I try not, I try not to talk bad about the athletes and the entertainers. He's not quite on JV's level. You know, I wouldn't say he's there. You know, because he's still working for um, these people. You know, but right. What the? It, 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 everyone else shut up. I mean, you can see that the yep. NBA gave the players the mandate. Shut up. And here he yep. go. I guess he think he's special. He got the new hairline. You know what I'm saying? Man, he was, he going to tell him, this dude, he's wrong for what he said. Like, bro, forget about the um, the Kong Kong people, man. I don't care really what happens to them. They they deliver high off the hall compared to the rest of China for the last two, three hundred years. So that they, is correct. they just getting what they got coming to them. They Chinese people. They ain't no Hong Kong people. But the Uyghurs Yur- right. out there, the Uyghurs, however you say it, you spell right. it like U-Y-G-H-Y-R-S. Yes. Those people, man, they in constant, they, they the niggers, okay? They plantation, yo, indoctrination programs, Cameras monitoring their kids in pre-K as they go to school to learn not to be Christians and Muslims and whatever else. And these people are brown. These ain't no little, um, no yellow Chinese people. These people listen is the next time black people out there. You know? The next time LeBron comes to New York, Tutmos, sneak into the garden and drop a Phil Valentine card in his pocket. Man, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, and remember, yes. um, James Harden was asked a similar question, and he basically said, because you know, he James Harden plays for the Houston Rockets, he said he's staying mm-hmm. out of it, he shut his damn mouth. Now, why the hell, mm-hmm. and that was his own general manager that really kicked off the whole storm, but what he tweeted, whatever. Now, if your own players yep. from the Houston Rockets don't say nothing, why? You know, that doesn't make any sense. King James. What I would have said More like Queen James. James, brother, is, frankly, I don't care about what's going on in China or the NBA or nothing. You just had a sister get shot in her own house. Okay? Yep. Let's talk about that. Yes. And I, let's see what the media got to say about that. Okay, but he Nothing. won't take that stint. You know, you want to talk about Hong Kong, man. Come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, please, man. I don't hey, even want to hear hey, check it, this out. It ain't been in the news neither. We had, there was a dude, I think just this past Friday in Chicago, mowed down, shot and killed five of his neighbors in the same apartment building. Ain't nobody talking about right. that. 
That's right. I heard about that too. That was a white boy too, wasn't it, Derek? I think so. Yeah. Ain't nobody 60, 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And the, um, you talk about the Cube and the D-Wave. Now, it got that. The D-Wave itself is actually, like, the size of your, your pinky nail. It's small. But the, that big Cube is, the, is a big refrigerator. And it's right. designed to keep it at sub-zero temperature. That is um, correct. Which would be the the same temperature as the universe at at its coldest point. So I think it goes yeah, right. zero. You know, they says he's cold inside the cube. Yeah, yeah. If you stood inside that cube, you'd be dead in like point zero three seconds or something. You yep. freeze internally to death. So that and it doesn't need to be plugged in. Once you put the computer in the freezer, it starts working. And um, it has a heartbeat, as my man said. It has a pulse of its own. You know what I'm saying? And it just started a working. Jordy Rose. Gordy Rose, absolutely, man. But that's all I wanted to say, man. Peace to everyone. Have a nice evening, man. Pro-Tap, Brother Tap both. Thank you, Tap. Pro-Tap. One of the other things he said, Jordy Rose said, based on that D-Wave quantum computer, was that they were going to bring entities from other dimensions. That's exactly what he said. And that they were going to treat the human population as if, like we treated ants. Now, All right? Why would they want to do that? Uh, because that's the mentality of these people or they made contact with these other entities, which is what, uh, when we were dealing with CERN, they showed some of the entities coming through the portals. I got video of this stuff, okay, that they was opening up these other dimensions and these other entities were coming through. Then they announced that they had a new a lens. I, I'm not sure if it was concave or convex that one of the primary uh, uh, players at CERN announced that they could literally see the entities using this lens. And then he let slip out, no, I can't, because I don't have it. You know, I got to go and look for this stuff. Anyway, they went on and point out that... um, Oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, You're talking about the lens that they could see the the entities. Yeah, that the Vatican, the Vatican Observatory, um, in Arizona with the Lucifer Telescope, is fitted with that same lens. So they've been viewing these entities for quite some time, and they say the entities appear to be intelligent and that for some reason they they were like monitoring nuclear sites. Mm-hmm. So you know what these people I, Go ahead, Bill. So, I mean, are they monitoring nuclear sites because they don't want them to blow up the planet? The, the humans Bingo. here to blow the planet up? 
when when that came out, Bev, uh, that immediately what popped into my mind immediately was what them aliens told me. Don't worry, we got this. Mm-hmm. And that's why you hear me laughing about stuff that's going on with Trump, because I'm clear that there are other higher intelligences that are part of this mix as well. Right. So I don't get, you know, I don't get angry, upset about any of this stuff. I just look at it and it makes me laugh because it's just amazing to me the lengths that people will go through as opposed to working and doing things the right way to try to uh, remove your opposition for them, it's all kill, hatred, steal. That's what the Democratic Party represents, okay? Because that's what they've been doing. Killing people, hating people, and stealing stuff from people. Let me open up this uh, next line. 719-439. 719-439. Hey, Auntie Bear. Hey, L.A. Hotel family. Hotel. What's up? How y'all doing? The show sound good. Man, without. (laughs) 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 You know you miss your real calling. You should have been a comedian. (laughs) Say that again, my brother. I said, you know you miss your real calling. You should have been a comedian slash singer. No, man. No. No, man. You can do both. Well, you know what? Entertainment, man. I'm serious. For real. Let me, uh, a wise guy told me years ago, he said, when you stand in front of people, you want to always interject a certain amount of humor. Because it loosens people up and makes them more receptive towards what it is you're trying to give them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And of course, music has charms to do what? Right. Spellbound people. Music and soothe the savage you. breast, right? So whenever you want to diffuse people, you play a little music, I've done it right here on Truth to Power and, and in, in some of the forms. And it totally changes the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. The frequency's got a, got a language of their own. The bass tone, Bingo. the mid-range, the high frequency. That's right. And you got to know how to mix that stuff together to create harmonics or you can create an imbalance. Something that uh, happens when we're here, you know, that saying, as above, so below. Something else uh, that I've seen it associated with is if you take the, 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 the noise of the people on the land, the plane, the earth, mm-hmm. and compare it to the stars and what, it's, what, what the, the frequencies that come off the stars, and they say the stars mimic what, 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 the, pe- what the frequencies are on the plane. So basically, if we singing all at one time, and we all in different ranges of of octaves that we shouldn't be in, and we just forcing the song, we might have a song, but it might be very inharmonic. Right. 
saying? Well, that's so, coming from the musical master family. In case you didn't know, he probably ain't going to say nothing about it. But this brother's been engaged in music for many, 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 many moons. So when we, you know, what we're getting in the environment is a a reciprocation of the universe. The, the you know, by definition, the word universe means one one lyric, one word, right? One song. One song. That's correct. So it, it's <clears throat> giving us what we're putting out <clears throat> in a reciprocal, like, like a reflection. Stuff. Yes, sir. So what Where happened, L.A.? What happened, L.A., if you have, say, you got uh, on this side of the planet, you got people singing hate, fear, all that. On this side of the planet, you got people singing love, sending out the love vibration, peace. How does that work when you got two opposite energies there? Well, this is my opinion. I, I, I wouldn't uh, put my life on it, but, I, you know, it seems to be one of those things where it, it falls under duality. You got to have, if you have one, you got to have the other. It's not about morality and conviction a lot of times with what we're talking about. Some of the things we're talking about are just nature. For example, the act of sex is violence, whether we admit it or not. The act of conceiving is a, a implosive, explosive act. Yep. Falls under violence and hostility. Yep. So that it we're not good. really. A, well, I'm saying pain. <laughs> can, <laughs> pain, 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 pain look, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because look, recently here I just put it up that. Grief is an aphrodisiac. Grief? Grief. You ain't talking about the country. Grief. 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 Yeah, pain. Oh, sad. Okay, pain. Yes. Oh, I got you. I got you. Some people into that. Yeah. I think everybody is into that. We just do it. We express it in different ways. That's what you just said. What if you got good and everything got That's right. So we, we, we're we really not in a world of right and wrong. We paint the picture of right and wrong. Right. Energy, energy has a law that it follows and obeys on its own. That's right. And because we're a cellular-based product, we you know, we've never really been talked to about what we're made of. We're, we're a bacteria more than we would be anything. So that, that puts us at the micro level. That's yeah, I can go with that too. Thomas and I did shows on this stuff, you know, and peace to the family, you know. Thank everybody for, you know, uh, I appreciate this family. We get a lot of information across where people don't listen to us in, you know, day-to-day life. We we got to right. come here to talk about it. Um but the energies that is going on in in our environment right now, we talked about that just not too long ago on our autocracy show with the the uh you know the uh the fourth the fourth shift <clears throat> what's going on with that remember that auntie bear we talked about how the lgbtq yeah. community if you look at all the acronyms dr x it, it's all it, they're all manly they're they're masculine but the right. lgbt community is an anti 
masculine anti-femity uh, entity altogether. It's the it antithesis. That is correct. Yeah, it instigates the female or the feminine energy to produce or go against the masculine. Well, who's at the front of that? People always say a gay man ain't a threat to a woman. Well, I'm going to tell you why. I, I, I beg to differ. A gay man wants the same thing a, a woman wants. That is correct. So I don't, That's I right. don't understand how. And then most of the fashion today of most of, uh, no disrespect, I'm just telling the truth. If you go look at the history, you don't even know if the pyramids that we're talking about over there in Giza, they, they, they ran documentaries. You can go look it up. They got writings. The paintings that you see on the mm-hmm. wall, those might be transgender men and women. Oh, listen, I have seen documentaries from some of the most respected people in so-called Egyptology, and they they have, in fact, old artifacts written, okay, on some of those walls talking about homosexuality. And remember, we pointed out some time ago that the homophobite, right, the people that were born with both sexes, were renowned in Kemet. Yeah. They weren't shunned. Okay, and well, these are some of the things that that we had to come to grips with in terms of dealing with all that history, not part of it. All right, go ahead, my brother. Well, see what you're talking about is what we discussed on the the fourth shift because what we discovered was that basically when the gay man, if you look back in that time, it started with the women's suffrage. One thing you can bank on, if history, the way it's written, that's why I always question it, but the way it's written in the book, it tells us that a woman could not have stood on the floors of Congress and spoke for herself. Mm-hmm. She would have had to have a representative at that time. Right. So who would have spoke on behalf of a woman if the paternal energy is saying, we want you in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant? It damn sure wouldn't have been a man like me, if that's the case. It had, it had to, to be somebody very powerful. Exactly. Well, it had to have been a gay person. Somebody. It had to have been two types of men: a gentleman who understands abuse is not right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or right. a man that is saying, "Hey, look, your agenda helps my agenda." I got logical. I mean, I'm saying we got to look at things the way that they tell it to us. That's they story, right. not ours. We didn't write it. Plus, we know. The intellectual class at that time were, in fact, homosexual. They were in the closet. Big time. They got a movie out right now called Imitation Game. Y'all should watch this movie. It's good. And it points out just what we're talking about right now. The man would have been the gay man. It's called Imitation Game. Okay. It's a good movie. Okay. And, I mean, they, they show you the dynamics of what we're talking about right now, how it's played out on us. As me and Thomas had been discovered in some of the things we were talking about is that we understood that the gay man is a virtual man because the word virtual is masculine. It means courageous, yes. brave, you know, masculine terms. And argument related to women, think about it, augmented breasts, augmented right. shape. You see what I'm saying? That's a feminine energy. And you right. put the two together, you got mixed reality. 
So mixed reality ain't hardware putting on glasses and living in, you know, a computerized, synthesized environment. Mixed reality is things are going to cross together so much so the lines are going to blur, and people won't know mm-hmm. real life from, from virtual reality. Right. So what they pointed out is they would push the feminine energy into the market and create housekeeping. So basically if you put the woman in the office with the man and she comes in there, she's going to impose a feminine energy. She's going to turn that office into her home. So she's going to have two homes. Gonna have two husbands, two families. <laughs> yeah. I, I follow you. You're absolutely correct. In real life, we gotta be honest. This is what we seeing in real life. And my real doctor. That's right. Come on, for real. That's what. Oh, you're absolutely on. right on the money. But the only thing that neutralizes her is that exceptionally strong man that has that exactly. equal. But that's the. For, that's the but, you got that opposing force. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <clears throat> if you got no, go you ahead. Got, you got forces and, and images and propaganda that is really stirring up. I mean, for example, how can you have 400 black women? How many did Derek say? I read the story. I didn't read the story. I read the headline. I think it's a bogus story. The white boys engaged 40, 45 women, 45 black women. These bet, Brett. These and I still women. can't find the story. Okay, if that many of them ended up, that's what those are. That's first. Be honest with that. Right. What the hell? Like you said, if all I need is two turntables and and hell, back in the day, nigga had to paint his face up in two turntables and wrap some. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. 